What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And joining us today is no one, just us. It's just ourselves. Just us. And MoGraph <laughs> is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, or working for the man. You can email us info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show, questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, show topic ideas, artist suggestions. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, MoGraph.com. Noob or expert, send us some stuff over. Like Brett, who asks, I love your YouTube videos. I'm a beginner, and I've definitely been bitten by the motion graphics bug. My question is, do you teach, like, over Skype or something? Because it's pretty tough to learn on your own, at least for me. Thanks for your time. Uh, Kind of, yeah. I mean, we've done it before, but, like, you'd have to pay our day rate. And, and I know that sounds, <laughs> you know... Um, I, we're I, expensive. It, we're, we're, <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> I mean, I don't, like... I, we don't have time. We just don't have time. We got so much client work. Uh, we have so much client work right now. Yeah, connect with people and and teach more like that. And I, uh, so I mean, I would love to do more tutorials to get out yeah. there in order to teach. And I can't even get to that point, you know. And it's mainly client work for us right now. We feel very fortunate to have a lot of client work. Yes. And we're trying to share that client work with yeah. some contractor friends of ours and things. But you know, we've done some Skype stuff before but i mean it is kind of cost prohibitive because you're not hiring us as like a we're not like a a for hire teaching right. service right you know so it, it i would, would have say to be worth the time if, but we we were trying to share knowledge for free as much as we can by doing this yeah you know? if you're so. trying to learn cinema you know I'd say uh, a lot of your your best bet right now uh uh go to check out EJ's tutorials I design those that's a really good uh place to start um also Cineversity has a whole collection of stuff as like, well yeah. you know you can learn basically anything you want there Well and and I think sorry, you know it's, uh, it's sorry we're not leaving online. crypto art alone today but that'll all be at the drop at the end <laughs> Well so. we'll explain this mm -hmm. we'll explain this in a second but uh, yeah, I mean, I would say if you're having trouble learning online, though, like as, you know, like doing tutorials and things, mm -hmm. I think that maybe you take it a step further and go with some sort of class that you can buy online. Yeah, you know? absolutely. There, there's plenty of places to go buy uh, classes online for motion graphics. And, and with those, you get an instructor who can actually, like, answer questions. And for things. sure. Yeah. That's a very good avenue rather than, like you know, trying to be a beginner and like sit on Skype with us or something. It's probably yeah. more worth your money to, to do a class where the instructor can do it, have like a specific outline for you. And, you know, yeah. kind of do it EJ's way. got two classes on school of motion. That's a really good one to check out. I, you know, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, and okay. This week, Everybody take a deep breath. Yeah, let's take a deep breath. Let's Everybody take a deep breath. Let's get centered. We're, we're going to we're going to center. <laughs> we're going to help you here. I know the anxiety has gone through the roof. Yes. I get it. I know the FOMO is through the roof. Um we get it though. The the industry has turned completely upside down like within uh -huh. a week this week <laughs> especially. So we we get that. Mhm. Mm but but here's what I'm going to say. Here's here's is the if thing. You, if, yeah, go if ahead. You okay. don't, if you don't want to hear about it, there's good news. Okay, mm -hmm. we're going to spend the first part of the show not talking about crypto art. Yeah. Okay. 
And then when we get to that segment, it's really easy. You can just turn it off yeah. right there if you don't want to hear, <laughs> hear about crypto art. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm know- being serious. It triggers some people, and I get it. We're going to stop at, at that part, say we're going to the yeah. drop, and if you don't want to hear crypto stuff, that's the best way to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's okay to like it, and it's okay to not like it. Yeah. It's whatever your preference is, but let people have their fun. You know, it's they're, they're excited that their hard work is finally – yeah, pain off. Absolutely. Here's the thing, After and like I think this is a permanent part of MoGraph now. I think this is a permanent part of the you know the 3D motion graphics scene now. And so you're everyone's everyone's hearing a lot about it right now because everyone's jumping in. You know, it'll slow down a little bit, but I you know this is a part of it now. And we have to learn to deal with this. We're yeah. learning to adapt to <clears throat> this in our industry. Nobody knows how to adapt right yeah. now, so we understand. And this is going to become a normal part of being a designer, mm-hmm. and it's going to evolve into things that we haven't even imagined yet. Not just in this field. This is really yep. going somewhere. So the drop is uh, forked now into a separate show if you have like the opposite, if you just want to catch the crypto yeah. stuff. That is a separate episode. Episode zero is like the primer episode. It's out already. This one, <clears throat> the, the second half of the show... You know, we, we're doing it like this so that the people who listen to the podcast can catch it all because yeah. that's where the majority of the listeners are. But yeah. we're also doing that that separate deal. And uh, we are going to have a live episode of The Drop that's going to be March 11th yeah. at 12 noon central yep. with EJ and Aryev. Also, possibly, and, and we're trying to work this out, we might have to shift the day in order to work this out. So we will definitely post on social and let everybody know. There's another third person guest that we're trying to add to that as well. We're trying to line up. And so we will let you know because it's going to be a good one if it is. Cool. Just not sure if the schedule will line up. So um, I will I will say that we're going to talk a little bit about dealing with FOMO, anxiety, and stress of the current situation in the drop segment later mm-hmm. on. So, you know, who knows? Maybe this will help you if, yeah. if you're not liking what's going on right now. And this segment always isn't going to be this long. Like we said before, you know, we're, we're covering MoGraph news, and this is literally the biggest news in MoGraph. It Why really would we is. not be talking about this? It really is. You know, you can't <clears throat> ask CNN not to cover the election because it takes away from other news. Right. This is something that is too big not to cover, and, and we're not going to make everybody happy. Uh, so I'm going to say again, like – because some people didn't listen last week. Please don't email me, me, me and be upset about it. Like yeah. This is something that we are covering. If you do, we'll give you a full refund. Yeah. A full refund. We're trying to separate it for people. <laughs> you know, we're try- we can't make everybody happy. We're trying to yep. separate it for people. So, so th- I, we feel like this is the best way to do this. So Jeez. Uh, let's sit tight and we'll move on with the show. Crypto talk over. Agreed? Agreed. Good. Okay, until the drop. I can't. I, okay. I, I can't. I can't one hundred percent say that I won't mention something. But you if know, you do, I'll remind you're gonna you. You're going to ding the, the me. Chat, Are you going to buzz me? Chat, yeah, yeah. We'll have. <laughs> we'll yeah. We'll hit the gong if you accidentally do that. But and I'm sure the chat will definitely let you know if that's the case, right? Yeah. All right. So, uh, just the two of us today. It's been just a while. Just the two I of us. I knew you were going to. Ah. Do that. I was just literally every time. <laughs> Okay, uh, we're going to talk about what we've learned over the last couple of years since we've done a solo show like this. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've had a solo show. 
Probably like uh, and, the and first few weeks, and then we started getting guests, and then we made it a normal thing. This is like, yeah, that we we get the guests, and then we talk about their art, and we talk about news, and we haven't had much of a chance to talk about things that we're doing or what we learned because in the beginning, when it was just the two of us, we were every week talking about what we had learned. Of course, back then we were working for the man, yeah, and plus we were a lot know, more so noob, we were, or at least I was, noob, still noob, <laughs> right, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, Brian couldn't make it today. That's why it's just the two of us. So uh, we're going to start with the week wrap up. And there's just a couple things I wanted to cover here. First of all, Slack request emails. Yes. Just wanted to make a little note and say, if you email us to ask us to be in the Slack, you actually have to ask if you can get an invite to the Slack. It goes into our email and we're getting emails that are like, hi, I'm a designer from such and such. And that's literally all the email says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're getting a lot of The thing is, we get a lot of spam as well. So we don't know how to, you know, differentiate the spam of, hey, would you like us to help you out on your uh, website SEO? You know, versus, hi, I'm a designer from so-and-so. Right. And the the captures aren't even getting all of these. Yeah. So it's it's something where mm-hmm. like you have to say I would like a Slack request because if you say I'm a designer from such and such, that's really cool, but I don't know what you what, you, what's my we'll just action? reply, awesome, great job. Cool. <laughs> cool story, bro. Cool. I, you gotta ask us to be in. Yeah. Uh if you want to join the community. Uh so other things on the list, stop being afraid of Houdini. We are in the works for the 18.5 so editing. So excited. There's so much. He spent 157 hours working on the new version of this. And the way it's going to work is once it's done being edited, mm-hmm. if you are an owner of the current 18 course, we are going to make a brand new updated course in case you need to go back and reference the old one. And we're going to add the existing students to that course moving well, that's forward. Cool. I didn't know we were doing that. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. It, we, what a great we deal. Sure yeah, we weren't sure how that was going to work. That's yeah. the thing. We didn't know how easy it would be to do this migration. So we'll make sure everybody's aware of that and they get the new links and emails. Of course, Winbush's course has the JAMA pack update on mm. it now. Uh, cool. So make sure that you check that out. Also, I wanted to talk about Brandon Clements and what he has been developing. So exciting. This is... Man. This looks so good. So... His, I know he's Glass Hand Studios, but if you just look at his uh, personal Instagram, I think it is, unless he renamed it, I don't know. He's got renders on his personal one now. But he's been working on quite a few like uh, real-time uh, renders for the course, and he's posted them on Instagram as kind of a, a preview. And I'll just see if I can bring one up here. Man, this this looks like... This looks like something you would see in Redshift or Octane. Yeah, like it's it's insane how good it looks. It's very I, the fact that this is real time. He was stepping me through this the other day and showing me the the scene and just like this is what the scene looks like. Mm-hmm. He's just rotating around, moving, doing all the things and it looked exactly like this and this I don't know, took 30 seconds to render the entire piece. So it's just it, it's amazing he's uh, also posted some things on his Insta, including like what this actually looks oh, cool. like if you're going through that the, the timeline in Unreal. It's the sequencer. Neat. Yeah. Uh, showing off, uh, you know, th- it's the fact that it's like an NLE, you know, he's showing yeah. off keyframing. He's got this titler that he's working on. I don't know if it's pretty small to see here, but he he's changing the, the title to say Brandon Clements on it. 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and then he's changing these other keyframes to write different people's names. And then you can, uh, you know, select a title oh, and whatnot. Cool, so I wish cool, I could cool, fast cool. forward through this, but yeah. it's like you can do templating like that when you're in Unreal and then just, you know, rewind it back, play it again, uh, render it out, do whatever. So you can see here that now he's he's changed the names. He just typed in the titler. So, yeah, pretty pretty fun there. That's, that's and, rad. That's super yeah. rad. Also, make sure that you check out our site on the news section. There's an article... Uh, on uh, Jan Sladeko, he's got a new, uh, well, this is kind of an old video, not old, old, but it was, it was last year, but finally got to do a write up on it. It was a really great animation, uh, lots of character stuff and he's, uh, managing a lot of people now on the team and he kind of talks about that and we're going to try and have him on the show here. We've been working to try and get a, a date worked out for that. And also wanted to mention that the 3D Motion Show is coming back. Yeah. This is the first one of the year, Wednesday, March 17th. So make sure that you're ready to hang out on the inter- the interwebs on that day. There's going to be some great presenters coming up this mm-hmm. year. And I don't think they have them all lined up and scheduled yet. But yeah, I was going to say, we don't know uh, who March 17th is, do we? There, uh, yes, we do. We do. Yeah, who is, uh, who's coming up first? Um, I don't know. Let's see if I can I find saw... it. Okay. Wednesday, March 17th, we've got uh, Jonas Piltz, uh, Ellie Wade, uh, Mm -hmm. Noseman, and Daniel Mm -hmm. Hashimoto. So that'll be good. Okay, yeah, that'll be cool. Love to have Daniel on the show as well. We've been talking to him as well about being on the show. So that covers the week wrap-up for the most part. Let's go to Ravcock, what's your flavor? What's your flavor? So, so let's talk about render a little render, bit. Render, yeah. You've been working with it a lot, huh? Yeah. So, uh, I, I, you know, I was working on a project for myself, which I may not, I may be selling somewhere, and so um, I needed to render it out. And for some reason, I don't, I don't know why, but for some reason, when I hooked up all my computers and stuff, I think I had some VDBs or or a volume or something like that. And I was getting just one square in the middle of my render that looked slightly different than the entire Weird. render. I think I I think I need to go through and make sure that all my uh my my nodes are like on the same uh uh what call it Nvidia stuff the the drivers you know. But I was I was having problems oh. with it, so I was like, okay, this is going to take me forever to render on one thing. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to send it to the render net- network. I've been using the render client, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to render out render jobs. So I had a fair amount of render credits, which is awesome. I, I think it's it's a cool way to work. You set your computer up on the render client and just let it go. You know, I've rendered, let's see, almost 1,300 frames in like two or three weeks. And I've made like $90 in render credits, which is awesome, you know? And that's just mm-hmm. one computer. Once they get the 30 series ones, I'm going to let it sit on all my computers. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and send this to the render network. I exported it out as an Orbix. I uploaded it to render, and then I set it to go. And I I don't know what what like what they've done lately in order to increase productivity or whatever, uh, the last time I used it, I was like, oh, I, it took so long. Maybe I could just render this on my own. But this time, when I sent this, 
basically there were 75 nodes available, like 75 individual people use, you know, allowing their computers to be run. And I was able to render basically 75 frames in five minutes or so. Nice. It was crazy. It was so cool being able to like see 75, you know, nodes all going at once. So, um, Billy said I should have hit the gong on you on that one, but that was pretty borderline. I, I did not say anything. I did. I'll not, allow I, it. I'll, I'll allow. It. <laughs> I should get. I I should get a gong sound bite. I mean, sound I, effect I, I yeah, I could probably there. get one if you want. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. we'll do that. We'll do the crypto gong. Oh, d- ding! Anyway, um, that doesn't count because I'm referring to the crypto gong. Yeah. Um, the, uh, but render was cool. It was, it was great. So I got the whole thing rendered out, you know, it cost me 20 euro, uh, to render the whole thing out 75 frames in like five minutes or something like that. So I was really Mm -hmm. happy with, uh, with how that happened. And I think the whole ecosystem that render is doing is really fantastic. I can't wait to see what they've got coming up in the future, especially once we get those 30 series cards, man, being able to like have every single one of my computers just rendering render jobs when you're rendering render jobs you know it you make more money than when you're mining bitcoin or whatever oh yeah on nice hash it's nice i can make way more money a day rendering render jobs well it's really funny so i had my render client open and then i set my render job and my render client started rendering my job (laughs) oh that's funny I look over and I see it. And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's my job." Wait, how can you how can you tell that it's rendering your job? Because I just I thought you, because this I knew because you can see how many samples and what the size is and stuff like that. And I knew that was my job because it started as soon as I hit oh, go. I see. You see, know? I need and to get sh- set up with all this. I haven't had a chance. You got to yeah. show me. Show yeah. me the way. Yeah, hit up Patty. This is the hit way. up Patty in the Slack, and yeah. he'll, he'll hook you up. He helped me out. Uh, so he's so helpful. Yeah, he is. He's super helpful on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was talking to somebody last night and uh, we were we were talking about NiceHash and I didn't realize that it's actually mining Ethereum. Is it? Did you did you know this? I didn't. I, I so, thought it was actually mining altcoins and then just paying you back in Bitcoin. I, so, I didn't know what it was doing. Well it it is. It's paying you back for your ethereum mining in bitcoin and yeah and uh i would love to have someone on the show who understands it a little bit more and even talk about security crypto security things and stuff yeah. when it comes to the blockchain and all of that billy seems to be pretty well versed in this yeah. stuff as well um but yeah so they're paying you in bitcoin it's just funny because technically i'm, I'm mining ethereum mm-hmm. but getting paid getting, in bitcoin Getting paid in Bitcoin, but then for the most part, I'm converting it back to ETH because right. that's what I'm using so for the most part right now. paying all these freaking fees to yeah. do it. The fees yeah, are like, crazy. Can you not just you know, go direct or something? Yeah. Um, is, is the headquarters of Otoy in the U.S.? Yes. Oh, why is everything in Euro in their website? I think it's because they are – is it New Zealand I think based? New Zealand is where the company is like registered or whatever. But I, yeah. I know Jules and team are here in L.A. Right. Yeah. Off of Wilshire Boulevard. With the big old O-Toy sign on the yeah, building. Yeah, right. This is we're very having, close to Gong. I know. I know. But this is... We're this talking is, about currency. Yeah. Well, we're... T- yes. Yeah. But then we're also talking render engines. The, we're talking about yeah. the render network on render engines. See? This is all a part, yeah. of our, all a part of our world. It all just coincides with each other. Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, 3090s, by the way, I had a little happy accident this yeah. week. 
with 3090s. So we've been really, really, really trying hard to get 3090s. Yeah. I've been mentioning on some discords and chats and things. We had a really fun time this weekend with uh, yeah. Winbush's Twitch stream on Saturday night. A lot of people were there. We were playing Mario Kart. At one point, we had like 13 people playing Mario Kart, all having just a great time on there. And so we were chatting a bit, and I think I pissed some people off because I told them how many 3090s we've bought yeah. so far, which I believe is nine. It's correct? nine now. Yeah. It's nine. Yeah, we're uh, up to nine. Number, yeah, number nine comes for me on Tuesday, and then we need one more. We're, we need we're one more, a, and then we're done. We're going to have ten until everybody's like, oh my God, that's where they're, that's why yeah. I can't get one. Well, I mean, but, we're not doing anything different than, you know, it, I mean, just because we're at home studio versus like an actual studio, right. we're doing the exact same thing. Right. You know, and it's funny because a lot of people were talking about power consumption. Even Lorcan was like, he was like, dude, like at some point you're going to have to get like your electricity redone and everything. I'm like, I literally am. That's for sure. You know? And, uh, Oh, by the way, I did want to say, speaking of old school, I'm doing the Pomplamoose LaCroix oh, as we fine. did back in the day. Right. Right. Uh, okay. So with the 3090s though, the happy accident was that when we were trying to get them last time mm-hmm. and I didn't get one, it, it was doing this weird error thing where it said they were available, but then I would go back and forth. It's like, we can't ship it to you, but you could pick up in store. Right. And I'm like, okay, pick up say, in store. Yeah. We don't have it, but we could ship it to you. And I'm like, okay, well, ship it to me. Well, we can't do that either. And I'm like, I give up. Yeah. So the thing just set in my cart. And usually Best Buy has this waiting line system. So you hit mm-hmm. add to cart and then you have to sit there and wait. And it somehow puts you on a list and a queue, make sure you're not a bot. So... What happened was this time around, because it was already in my cart, it just let me buy it just like that yeah. when they were available. And we use that app. We've talked about this before, Hot Stock app. Yeah. So a lot of people were asking about that. And last night, when I mentioned it on a Discord channel about how many we've gotten, they're like, how much do you pay for those? Like, how in much are you paying? like, we've bought every single yeah. one from Best Buy at the base price. Yep. You just have to be on it. You know, you just, if you want them that bad, you just got to sit there and use these trackers and apps and find them and you got to jump the second they're available we're talking like seconds i keep my best buy app open on my computer at all times just in case Mm -hmm. it comes up but we just need one more just one more just one more and maybe after that we just start helping people get yeah get them yeah. you know because we don't need any more but yep. we're just you know we had waited a long time we had upgraded a lot of systems we had saved money to to kind of put toward these upgrades mm-hmm. and uh so it's worth it for us it's an investment that's going to last for quite a while assuming at least that the two VRAM doesn't overheat right <laughs> but we'll see and uh yes anything else on that no that's about it so let's get to some topics here and yeah. we're going to actually go to some software news to begin with okay usually it's kind of that lull time of year where we're, we're approaching nab mm-hmm and so everybody's just kind of waiting to announce things. Yeah. All these different pieces of software, because that's when it's going to happen. So it's like this lull where everybody's getting ready for for launches. Now, I don't know this year how any of these companies are going to respond, yeah. because, like, is it going to be NAB So where NAB would be? So they're going to make announcements? Are they waiting until actual NAB in October? So. It's if you look at the uh, events that Maxon has scheduled, right? 
mm-hmm. at least for the 3D motion show. Uh, in April, they've got April 13th, 14th, and 15th all put down. So I'm right. assuming they're going to do the same type of thing, you know. It's because and that's the traditional time that is, everybody yeah. kind of gets together. And so. 8.30, they've already got it down for David McGavran to, you know, max on news and announcements. So I can only assume something, well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the, but Maxon did make an announcement today. Yes. Uh, yeah. The acquisition of uh, mobile 3D sculpting applications. This just happened. Do you want to read the, the quote from this? Do you have yeah, it up? Let me. Uh, I can get it up in just a second. Dem notes, though. Dem no. notion notes, though. We'll talk about notion later, too. Okay. Yeah. So, um, okay. So they bought, uh, uh, what is it called? What's the. I don't know the name Forger. of it because it just says. Forger 3D. Okay. Mobile think. 3D sculpting application. Yeah. Um, Forger. And it's, uh, yeah, it's for the iPad so that you can actually sculpt in there. It's really cool. So uh, McGavern's quoted as saying, we're always looking for ways to expand the creative freedom and capabilities of artistic community. We love the fun and immediacy that Forger's workflow on iPad offers for sculpting and painting. We look forward to exploring what more it can bring to our users. Uh, Javier is respected is a respected programmer who has dedicated himself to developing tools that expand and enhance the everyday needs of production artists, and we're thrilled to have him join the Maxon team. That's that's exciting. Cool. I, I think that's neat. That's that's this is their first foray into mobile, you know, and so it makes you it makes you ask, what else are they going to do for mobile? You know, what else are they going to do on the iPad? You know, is Redshift My eventually going to come to iPad? Well, my first thought on this is like there there are some sculpting apps and whatnot. It's really cool because you can use your Apple Pencil mm-hmm. and you could use your hands and things. It kind of has that tactile feel. And then you can export, right? You yeah. export it as an OBJ or mesh or whatever you're going to do. But just imagine, though, if this program was some sort of interface, like a live link rather than just a separate app. Yeah. That's what's in my head as soon as I read this. Like... Like, what if you're able to paint onto models in cinema on the fly using your iPad and your Apple Pencil? That's a cool now idea. That, that is cool. would be epic. Yeah. You don't even need to, you know, people who don't have a Wacom tablet, but they have, like like me, if, if I want to draw something and get all Photoshoppy, I'm going into Procreate, yeah. doing my painting, and then I'm mm-hmm. exporting these things and bringing them in. Imagine if you were, like, painting right on, ge- what if there was a live link geometry That's cool. between what's on your screen and what's on your iPad and you could just paint, model, and do whatever, and it's all back and yeah. forth, real time updating. I do like That's the idea of need. the of it just being mobile as well. You know, well, yeah, maybe you could do both. Yeah, say you're on yeah. the subway on your way to work, and you're just sculpting away. Mm-hmm. You know, That's yeah, cool. On the subway in Dallas, like you do. <laughs> there's no subway in Dallas, right? There's well, there's the sandwich shop. There's plenty the of the sandwich shop. <laughs> well, yes, yes. Maybe. Do they go all, all out of business? I don't know. I don't know. I don't Gross. know, but like I like the prospects of that, and, and that's the first thing I thought of was that live yeah. link thing. I'm like, oh, man, that would be so sweet. What's, what's was- interesting to me is like, so it's, it, I don't know. You would think that, they would, that there would be some other mobile something that this is, it, it's weird to me that this is their first jump into mobile. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's a couple mobile things that they have already. Oh, yeah, that's true. They've got they've yeah. got Maxon Moves and yeah. uh, uh, the other one. What is that? Well, Maxon Moves, but it's CVAR. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, exactly. true. This is their... Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Dude, now imagine they put uh, that into uh, 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 CVAR, and then you sculpt something. You can rig it right there, and then you can use the face stuff in order to, like, animate it. Oh. Oh, man. Now we're talking. I like where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy this. We're just coming up with ideas for yeah. them on the fly that <laughs> yeah. will probably take five years to right. implement. Right. You know, but I uh, mean, as as someone, it's real who, easy for us to do that. As someone who really enjoys sculpting in Cinema 4D, I, I you know I'm really excited to download the app. I I hope it comes with my Maxon One subscription because I had to upgrade to that the other day. Yeah. Because I had to find. Oh gosh. Okay. Let's talk about this. Right. All right. All right. Um. So. There was a plugin that Dave used for one of our projects from Red Giant, right? Yeah, this was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was like a corner pinning like plugin. And so and, and the only reason I use it is because the it was the only one right. that would corner pin the way that I wanted it right. to corner pin. We're doing a virtual set for somebody. Yeah. And the floor has to be skewed a yeah. crazy stupid way to make it work. And it works very well. However, the only plugin that would skew it correctly was the Red Giant plugin. Right. So I, you know, I had Universe, which I always forget that Universe is not everything. It's just the, you know, it's just the Premiere and After Effects, like, plugins or, like, the whatever. Um, So I then, I was like, all right, let me upgrade to Maxon 1. I upgraded to Maxon 1. Come to find out it's too old of a plugin and... It wasn't included in Maxon One, so I'm like, "Oh, geez, what am I gonna do?" So I'm sorry. <laughs> I went to look to see if I could torrent it <laughs> so that I could use it. That wasn't oh, available, gosh. you know. That's terrible, right? But then I found out, and this is a good thing. It's a good thing that I went through all this, you know. Are you saying that? Okay, you're so, saying you went to see if you could find a way because I because, had it and I couldn't figure yes. out how I had it. That's yes. the problem. Yes, because it was somehow linked to my account, but you couldn't. It was old and you couldn't download it right well here's the thing so apparently red giant has some old downloaders you can actually download their old plugins and if you've got a serial for it then it will work so luckily i was able to find that i was able to find that and then i remembered that red giant gave away all their stuff at the uh media motion ball a few years ago and i had a serial for that so i was able to actually uh, uh finally get it working but it took me two hours of research search and finding and like google searching and you know but that was the problem too is that like during the snowstorm i didn't even have access to open the project files right right. and and figure out how to like figure out what plugin it was and why it wasn't working for you i was like why wouldn't it be working for you because you have all this stuff installed now on your max on one account yeah yeah. so i don't know like uh uh that kind of (laughs) sucks You know, when they discontinue plugins like that. But it was good that I was able to download old versions, you know, and be able to. uh, And luckily, I had a serial for it. That's something that's kind of hard to do when you're dealing with legacy. Yeah. And I'm sure as a company, it's kind of hard to deal with, you know, where do you put that stuff? Right. You know, we've we've got that plugin that technically, I guess, we still sell. But it's like, okay, what are we going to do with this now? What if somebody needs support with it five years from now? Yeah, (laughs) you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Plus, it's being sold on the old site, which shall not be named. Oh yes, that (laughs) site. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> I'm lost now. What were we talking yeah. about? Uh, oh, we were talking about... Okay, so we haven't even gotten to these t- topics. So dealing with things as a business is one of the topics we wanted to cover. Like mm-hmm. moving... We are moving to bigger clients right yeah. now, which has kind of always been the dream, right? Yeah. You start out, you do a lot of smaller things because money dough, you got to yeah. get off the ground. You've got to do projects and things and like, uh, you know, lower, lower prices, take what you can get. But then what happens is you get kind of this bloat that happens when you take on a lot of small clients yeah. because it's not about doing the work anymore. It's just about managing all of those clients. So yeah. for us, one of our dreams is to, make our way up the chain like some of the bigger studios where we can have a smaller handful of clients that maybe have some bigger projects. Right. So while we have a lot more to do as far as work, we don't have as much to do as far as like managing like 25, 30 different little clients that are only paying like maybe a thousand dollars a pop, Yeah. you know? And you know, for some people that might be a lot of money, but in order to be sustainable, and to make a living and to mm-hmm. be less completely like slammed with just trying to deal with emails and phone calls and meetings, that works a lot better for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. we feel fortunate that we've been able to do that. And it's it's a weird uh, – it, it's like how do you get from one point to another point, right? Yeah. Like how do you get from making explainer videos to working on a giant like commercial for a big corporation? Right. Well, it, what's interesting is, you know, when you hear about people starting their own company, you know, uh, you always hear the, oh, it takes three years before you make a profit, you know, or something like that, you know, and that's, while that's not necessarily true with freelancers or running your own studio or something, you know, at least remote studio like we are, um, uh, it is true in the sense that you've got to build up a reputation, you know, unless mm-hmm. you jump out of your job and you've already built that reputation over over the few years you know we we weren't necessarily very well known in the industry we when had we no first reputation yeah yeah <laughs> no we only had a few small clients that we worked with like locally right and now now it's like through meetups and through you know networking Tons networking networking, networking yeah. is absolutely pinnacle to this you know, and so if we hadn't gone through that, we'd still be, you know, doing the $100 jobs and the $200 jobs and stuff like that, right. you know, just trying to make yeah. it. Can you make me a flying logo for $50? That kind of thing. Yeah. You know, we didn't want to do that forever. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the thing. You, you got to work your way up. You got to improve on that. Yeah. Especially if you want to start maybe hiring people or... Yeah. Or maybe you want to get a building. Maybe yeah. you want to go all that way, you know, full-blown studio. You're going to have to bring in these these bigger clients that help you with that kind of uh, cash flow, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that, that's bigger numbers. You, you got a lot more overhead when you reach that point. So Absolutely. it's got to be worth it to do a project. Yeah. You know, $50 to make a logo. Yeah. And then you've got you to could spend, probably like, get three hours emailing logo back and done forth. in, you know, an hour or something like we have. But it's like... And, and then what, you spend four hours talking to the client about right. it on the phone, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Funny. I mean, it's 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 an evolution for sure that you have to make. And Joel asked, "How much creative input do you have with you know the bigger clients?" And it's interesting that it all depends. Yeah, it all depends on the client. 
We've got yeah. we've got one client right now that is like there's like no creative <laughs> control and like yeah. they're they're dragging their feet and it's like okay that's fine but then there's another one where it's like here's some suggestions of what we'd like to see now go buck mm-hmm. wild you know it's like okay cool yeah you know yeah like this one we have is is paying us a fairly decent amount to sit and just brainstorm and mm-hmm. experiment and come mm-hmm. up with our own things and then just say yes or no and then we'll expand upon that like yeah. that is so much fun that is so much fun yeah because you just get to play and you get to be creative and then you have the other ones that are you have some that are kind of in the middle especially when you're working with an agency mm-hmm. because an agency will say here's all the ideas here's some constraint some constraints yeah that you have to you know stick with the branding and style guides and all of that but then you know, you could take some creative freedom and come up with some ideas. And yeah. generally, if you do it right, then the agency like loves it. Yeah. And then if the client loves it, then the agency is really happy with you because you made their client happy. Yeah. Therefore, they come back to you. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what you aim for. Yeah. Joel in the chat asks, um, do you want to stay a remote studio? And this brings up a really interesting point that Dave and I were talking about the, uh, just earlier before the show is that, well, one, yes. We, I love being at home. Like, I love working from home, you know, like being able to just pick up my kid at, you know, three o'clock when he gets out of school and just chill or be able to walk up to my office and just start working at any point in time is great. Mm -hmm. But having my own office to where I can shut the door and like leave it. You know, to where I don't even have to think about it. No drive. It's fantastic. You leave your office? Well, (laughs) I do. I don't. (laughs) I have two kids. I have to. I mean, I'll go over to this room over here and go to bed. And I I feel like that's about all I... (laughs) Back and forth. So, but here's something that we were talking about uh, this this past week. Uh, I drove out to Dave's house, you know, and we met with Jeremy to, you know, kind of project manage a bunch of stuff that's coming in. And we got more done in that, like, two or three hours as far as, like, organization than, you know, and we feel like we're on a really good track now. But so it's like, well, yes, being remote and being over Skype and stuff, there's so many distractions when you're at home, you know? Right. And especially when you're also doing MoGraph. Yes. As well. So you're trying to keep up with all of those things. Right. So it's it's interesting. Well... While working remotely and working at home is fantastic, sometimes you just need that, you know, you need a meeting. As stupid as that sa- sounds, Gosh, you need it was a so physical, refreshing. you know, it was, it was, it was so refreshing. We just sat down and we all had our computers and it yeah. was just like, it could man, also be the fact that chill. we're just starved for, you know, conversation, you know, one-on-one conversation right. and stuff, but it was good. That's, yeah. But we got to sit and like drink some coffee. Yeah, sit at the. I mean, it, you know, change the scene. Go downstairs to the table instead of yep. the office, and just it's just so nice. It was just so nice. Then get lunch and whatever. And uh, the, our our thing right now, it's it's an interesting deal. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a great problem to have, but we have a lot of videos in the pipe, and it's very odd because of budgeting. We talked about this a while back because of budgeting. A lot of clients are paying in full ahead of time right now. Yeah. Especially stuff from last year. And so mm-hmm. it's weird. We have people who have paid us and are just like yeah. dragging. And the fear though, 
And it's yeah. great that they, they paid ahead of time. It's awesome. But the, yeah. the fear is since they're all on hold, are they all going to come back at the same all time and say, okay, we're ready to time. go? Yeah. So coming up with a game plan for that and being ready for that and pulling in contractors or whatever is great. We've got 19 videos in the pipe right now, mm-hmm. and only one of them is moving as of this week. Yeah. <laughs> and then the 20th project has like 64 videos inside of it. Yeah. So dealing with that and the project manager, we'll talk about project management too in a second and how we're dealing with some of that. It's, it's a giant growing pain for a small company. Yeah. When, when there's only a couple of contractors and you really don't want to fully, fully employ someone because like dim taxes you know, though, the finger thing means the, the taxes, mean the, taxes. The, the unemployment taxes, all of that. Like you got to figure out at what point do you hire somebody? At what point yeah. do you maybe do, some part-time or contract or something to try and help. And it's, it's hard to delegate when you really want to control things, when you really want everything to be right, you want, you want to have that full control. You have to delegate. And I'm trying to teach myself how to delegate because I've never, neither one of us have had this problem before. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's great. It's great. We're, we're really happy about it, but, but we're learning some things uh, during this process that I think we'll be able to share as we go. So Joel asked Winbush in the chat. He said, how do you keep your wives out of your home offices? And Winbush <laughs> said, you don't. You don't. <laughs> it's it's don't. the same with kids, too. You, you, it's, yeah. it's, you just have to lock the door. It, it sucks, you know, but I enjoy the, I enjoy the company sometimes, yeah. you know. I do, Jill too. Come and sit in here. The, the, yeah, Amy, Amy was laying on the couch listening to her you know sexy vampire novels um <laughs> while i was working on you know my personal stuff and it was yeah. cool just having her hang out it was nice yeah sometimes that's fun especially if you're in a place where it's not too distracting to turn on the tv right or something you can turn on the tv and both at least hang out in the same room and yeah. uh yeah, it's it's nice. Now, now what what you deal with with having the entire family in your office, I would I would lose my mind. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't I know do. how you do it. I do. Like uh, honestly, like this this weekend was hard. Kids kids are hard. Kids are really hard. Like it's not what you said a year ago. Well, no. Sorry. You know what? My my <laughs> my toddler, my one year old, he's mm-hmm. way easier than my seven year old. My mm. seven year old mm-hmm. is hard. You know, yeah. because he's at an at an age now, and I had this growing up too, where it's like he's at an age where he wants to be more independent, mm-hmm. you know, but he's still too young to do that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was yeah. always, I was always where it was like I always felt older than I was when I was 17 years old. I moved out of my parents' house. You know, I went and got my own apartment. I was out there the second I could, you know, because mm-hmm. I wanted that independence. And he's very much like me. And he also has my attitude, which is just awful. So me and him, <laughs> we just get into it. You know, we're just yelling back and forth because we're basically the same person. You and know, your parents are laughing because. Yeah. You're finally getting justice, right? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it's because it, you know, you know, when they were when you were younger, they're probably like, when you, when you grow up, I hope you have a kid just like you. Yeah, yeah, right? and I do. Yeah. I definitely there do. See, the youngest one, he's easy right now. You just feed him, and he's happy. Like that's right. all he cares. He, he just likes to eat, and Put I'm all right with gabba that. Gabba gabba. Yeah, but the other, yeah. my my oldest, it's like 
he he doesn't and especially in the covid world right now you know he doesn't have friends that he can play with he doesn't have a sibling yeah. that's about his age you know so it's like hey will you play pokemon with me hey can we play hide and seek hey can we do this you know and then yesterday he said hey will you hook up the wii so i hooked up the wii in his bedroom and i said all right i hooked this up now i don't want you to ask me to come play with you i've got stuff i need to do i gotta clean the house you know and so uh yeah, i feel so bad like not being able to play yeah you know, I, I do when i'm asked to you're, play a video game or something you, you're right yes and i do there are times where i'm like i hate that i have to get this work done you know yeah. or i have to clean up the mess that you just made so that you can you know make a, a mess again yeah but it's like then 10 minutes later he's like i don't know what i'm doing you know, blah, blah, blah. He'll, he'll bug me for three hours about hooking up the Wii. I hook up the Wii and he plays it for 10 minutes. And I'm like, right. Why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, my daughter wanted to play VR on, but she wanted to play a steam VR game specifically that yes. she bought with yeah, her own so money. Gotta hook all that stuff up. Right. On yeah. her computer with the, with the wired VR. And of course there's no room in the room for her to play it. So all of that, and we get it going and she's like, I want you to play. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. So I remember being a kid and trying to get my parents to play Mario with me. Yeah. Right. And I could only get my parents to try Mario like one time. You know, they just weren't into it. Yeah. I was like, why? Why aren't you having fun? Why? Why don't you get this? And and now with my daughter, there are certain games that I just don't understand. <laughs> That's funny. I just. You know, even even Five Nights at Freddy's, I'm like, okay, so you press the buttons over and over and you wait for the thing to not pop out. Like, I get it, but mm-hmm. for me, like, I don't get any enjoyment out of this. I'm not yeah. ponying noobs. See, my you know, kid has asked, the Master me to play, asked me to play, like, uh, uh, Street Fighter, and I will happily do that. Okay, you know? that's, yes, it's like absolutely. It, and, and, like, some Mario games and stuff like that, Mario Kart will occasionally play, you know, but I I don't know. It's it's hard to juggle your time, especially when you work at home. That's why, you know, being mm-hmm. able to meet up and get out of the house and stuff like that. It was really nice. It was really nice to have that meeting, you know. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how I, I, I and you see a lot of companies talk about how they're like, especially the Silicon Valley ones where they're like, we're just going to let everyone work remote now if they want. You know, I don't know how that's going to work. You know, I don't know how successful that will make people because. I don't know. I, 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 I just feel like I feel like some of those people will care. I, I don't know. They'll stop caring so much about their job because they've got the commute or what. I don't know. I don't know. I've, it's been so long since I've had a commute, which is fantastic. I know. That's, it is fantastic. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about, too, is making sure that you are keeping your clients in check when it comes to going out of scope. Because yeah. we've had that problem before back in the day. Lots and I think we've done a... It's really. I think we've done a really good job of of honing it in, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Like especially we, with we, the contract. That's why it's so important to have a contract. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Joey Camacho just showed up. What's up? Hey, Joey. <laughs> Man, a lot of people here today. Yeah. I think I know what they're wanting to hear. Yeah. But we'll wait. We'll wait until <laughs> later. So, <laughs> and, and right when I say that, the hundred messages right. thing comes up. So. When it comes to reining clients in, the mm. hardest thing to do is to even mention that something's co- going out of scope, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and nine times out of ten, they're totally understanding about it. You've got to get over that fear. I think yeah. some people get really 
weird about going back to the client and saying, look, this is not what we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's most of the time they're understanding. And we mentioned it to a client the other day. We didn't say they were out of scope, but we were saying, this is what we need to do to make sure we don't get out of scope. And she was like, totally understand. I'm totally yeah. the same way. In fact, she said, I'm probably, what did she say? Uh, the worst client or yeah. what something I, I like that. it was really funny it yeah. was really funny it's great because this client gets it this client gets you know the the whole process and everything mm-hmm. and and what it means to have a client and trying to keep the scope in a certain place so she's like i'm also the worst at doing it so it's it's not that big of a deal if something is going a little bit out of scope to say look here's the deal this is what we talked about this is actually going to take now, don't say more money. Yeah. Never say more money. Never say money. Always say time. Yeah. Always. Because time because, equals money. But right. it just, it, it has a prettier sound to it. it. It makes sense to your client without making it sound like you're all about money. Yeah. You're, you're talking about, this is how much time, this is going to take extra time. I think this is going to take us four extra days to yeah. accomplish. Are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. Because when you say that, they know what you mean. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So and probably sometimes like they'll say, well, how much is that going to cost me? Then you get into it. But still, right, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, okay. Or or you know what? Maybe maybe it's not as important to them as they originally thought before yeah. money dough. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know what? You're right. Okay, I'm sorry. So that's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Or maybe you'll make more money. So it, it doesn't hurt. I don't think anybody gets their feelings hurt over that or gets upset. If your client's getting upset about that, then maybe that's a red flag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there was sure. something did did Phil Phil posted something. I think it was Phil. What was the thing about like a five thousand dollar client versus a Oh no, I think it was I think it was, was Ariev. Ariev. It was a five hundred dollar client and they're saying we're really happy that you're accepting this. Please keep this in mind as you're creating this and think about the brand and blah, 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 blah. And it goes on about all about, you know, and then $50,000 client. All right. The money's sent. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's it. You know? And that's what we've been fortunate to get lately. Like, yeah. I, I'm telling you, like we, right before COVID hit and the economy was being weird and stuff last year, we were in a bad place. We were. And it's done a complete flip. I really thought I I, I had this real big fear that we were going to shut down last year, you know, or that we were going to have to take some government funds or some loans or something like that. But last year was our most successful year ever up until this year. (laughs) Yeah. And and again, it's not I don't want to be braggadocious about it. We're just we feel we feel like fortunate and we feel like how like how did this happen and i i really think it's just because we kept kept going like there's so many times that it didn't work out and And so many times networking we thought networking 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 100 because some of the biggest projects that we've got both that last year and this year were all from networking and surprisingly it was networking on linkedin but you know that feeling though when you get a good lead on a job. Yeah. Right. And it's a big one and it's yeah. a big budget. And you're like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. And then like something happens and it falls through Yeah, that feeling. And then it happens a couple more times and you're like, man, I'm like, I almost got the whale. I almost got the whale. Yeah. I almost got the whale yeah, and yeah, it yeah. never happens. And, and all of a sudden, finally you get one. You just yeah. feel like, okay, it, 
it's really hard because you, you feel like when you get so many of those that fall through, you spend all that time trying mm-hmm. to line up the quote, yeah. put all the line items in, yeah. you spend like an hour Hours. or two really getting it all, you know. So so that's, it's it could be discouraging for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but if you just keep doing that, that's why I feel fortunate because I feel like we had a hundred letdowns before we had one Absolutely. that actually hit. You know, Joel in the so. chat asks, with no live event, how would you? Ne- how are you networking now? The biggest, the the biggest way to network now is honestly through the Slack channels and through the discords and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's really the only way. And we what we tell what we tell clients uh, whenever we and this is the great thing about the Slack channel and stuff. Yeah, virtual networking um, mm-hmm. is one way that we are able to sell being such a small virtual studio, you know, is that we started a Slack channel and it's got over a thousand, you know, of the best motion designers in the world in it, you know? And if we need to pull any of some of these people at any point in time, there's a jobs channel and we can get them on board, you know? And we don't, we don't like, we don't fake our capabilities to any of our clients. Mm-hmm. We don't say, we don't pretend that we're some gigantic company with a hundred people working there. Right. So sometimes they're like, you think you can, you think you can make this happen in this short amount of time? Yeah. And well, first of all, I feel like we are very efficient and we can do it most of the time on our own. Yeah. But second of all, we're able to say, no, you don't understand. We have access to our own Slack channel where we can like hit up all of our friends in a, in a jam and be like, come on, let's, let's like make this thing happen. And that should be the case for everybody because you, you already have these relationships and it's not even like you sat down with people and said, uh, can you tell me about your capabilities and right. the world of X particles? Right. Like all, all we're doing is sitting down and playing Mario Kart with people yeah. on yeah. Saturday nights. Yeah. That is the networking. Yep. That's what's so great about this community is everybody's cool and knows each other. And just it's a natural progression of networking. It's, Absolutely. it's not forced at all. Call in the cavalry. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Email address to join Slack, info at mograph.com. Yeah. You can find it on the site too. There's like a little yeah, and just make sure that you want you say you want to join the slide. (laughs) Yes. Hi, I'm a graphic designer. (laughs) Hello, graphic designer. Hi. What's up? What's up, dog? Next on the list, imposter syndrome. Especially now. Yeah. Oh gosh, (laughs) especially now because of you know Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Is that why? Yeah, Yeah, Instagram. It was Instagram, and yeah. that's it's getting harder, of course. But yeah. like Instagram, it's like, how are these people putting all this stuff out? And it looks so good, and my stuff doesn't look good. That's how I feel. Yeah. I put out these bumpers for MoGraph, like a little stories and things, and mm-hmm. I just kind of mess around with these fun animations. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm like, we're doing a show about MoGraph, and we're doing MoGraph for the promos, and like everybody's going to think it's awful. Be like, yeah. <laughs> well, well, these guys, they can't even make their own promos. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like I never feel like it's good enough. But I, I know the I'm feeling. Looking at my own, you know, I, I I know the feeling. That's why that's why I've always been so I don't know hesitant to post any work on Instagram. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've only got like a handful of things on Instagram, you know, a couple that I like, but like 
for example, I, I posted, I, I, I don't know, this goes into the whole other thing, so we can't talk about that. Okay, well, <laughs> but imposter put syndrome, a pin in that. Imposter syndrome, uh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to get past it. You just have to, like people says, you just have to sit down and do the work, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're going to, you're, here's the thing about art as well. You know, when you're posting stuff, it's extremely subjective, you know? So whether the stuff that you're posting, you may not think is good. Other may, uh, others may think is great. Uh, well, others, even with, like, others Blake's may thing. think is crap and others may think it's fantastic. You know, you yeah, may think Blake's- it's great and other things, other people think it's crap and other people think it's great. You know, it's all yeah, so it's subjective. So, it's so hard. Yeah, yeah. we were talking about Blake last week, and, and some people commented, Absolutely. like, oh, she's overrated. And I'm like, okay, well, I respect that opinion. Yeah. But but that's also yeah. overrated according to your taste in art. It's re- it is right. subjective. It's so hard. Right. It's, so un- it's, it's hard, understandable. It, it's hard when you're seeing all this great work come out to not get that imposter sy- syndrome. But don't don't let it get you down. Like... Use this, uh, use that as an opportunity, as a driver to make your work better, you know, mm-hmm. to learn what it is about someone else's art that makes them, you know, make, makes you feel that imposter syndrome about them and then try and learn that, try and be better, you know, just get good and be humble. Yeah. Be humble. Be humble. Like Kendrick, Lamar, like Kendrick Lamar says, right? <laughs> Is that what you, don't know that song. I don't you don't know that song. You don't know that song. You're not sorry. down. You're not with it. You're not. Yeah. Down. Like Jeff says, don't let it stop you from making, you know? Yeah. So in the work-life balance situation. Yeah. One of my, one of my things is, <laughs> where do I start with this? Sometimes I feel bad if I'm not doing anything. Oh right? yeah. We're, we're in COVID I have, times. I have I have started feeling less guilty about being away from my computer, especially when we have a plan for everything. You know, like if mm-hmm. there's plans in the yeah. work, you it know, helps. and I I I have I'm organized. I feel less guilty about leaving my desk. You know. Yeah. So well, you know here. First of all, here's a problem: when there's only two of us on the show, how does yeah. one of us go to the restroom? I was curious about that too, um, uh, because my tummy was feeling a little tum tums, you know, and so I okay. just I just popped an emodium. <laughs> so can I'm you ramble now. for thirty seconds yeah, and then totally. I'll come back and go off? Okay, on this so tangent. what are we talking about? I've What's had the subject? way too much monster energy. <laughs> give, me, give me the subject and I'll ramble. And pomplamoose. It's uh, uh, is it work life balance? The work work life balance, but more about like it's not more it's not really like the work life balance like family balance to mm-hmm. me. It's when you there's literally nothing else to do and you're doing nothing about not feeling bad about going back to work. And I know that's weird and I'll explain in a second, but I really have to pee. <laughs> so it's a don't go at the same time. We just leave it empty for like. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Uh, Put up like a graphic. Right. Like the on little, the Simpsons The little drunken guy on the, the camera. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go. Are you All good? Right. Are you good? I guess. Sure. Right. Why not? I'm hurry. Sure. Why All not? Right, here I go. I don't know. Work-life balance. Let's talk about it. What questions do y'all have? Because honestly, like, I, me and Dave are, we, we do things very differently. Dave's at his desk all the time. 
you know, no, I can't talk about that. I can't talk about that until uh, the next section. Um, Dave's at his desk almost all the time, you know, and then I am, you know, I'm, I'm at my desk basically set hours. And then if I can get to my desk or my wife is currently writing a book. So anytime she's on meetings about that, I'll come up to my office and I'll do a little bit of work. Uh, but the, the, the biggest thing that I have found is that with us getting all of the, you know, all of these jobs coming in is that as long as you stay organized, the stress and the fear and the worry tends to go away because you know, you've got a plan in order to do this, you know, um, uh, uh, yeah, Guarns, you you need much better separation. Uh, Sixteen hour days, you can't do that. You're gonna kill yourself. You will kill yourself. Like I've I've found lately, this is a this is a terrible uh, chair that I'm sitting in. It's an absolute awful chair. I'm saving like fifteen hundred dollars so I can get one of those uh, uh, Herman Miller uh, Logitech gaming chairs. You know, Be- because I found that. How did my- you get to chairs? Uh, well, Guarn said that, you know, they've been working up to 16 hours a day and his desk is their desk is two feet from their bed. So oh, and I was oh. like, you can't do that. You're your desk yourself. in your bedroom. So oh. what I what I have found, like, because I have such this chair, I want to tell you, I got it at a estate sale for twenty dollars. Right. I it's a crappy, crappy chair. I need a new chair. But I found that it like cuts off the circulation to my legs and then my legs are totally sore for the rest of the day. So I have a really hard time going to sleep, you know, from sitting in my it chair is, so long. And I know some people just don't have another place to do it. I, I get that. Yeah, it, it is really tough to have your your office in your bedroom. Yes. Yeah. Just I, to be I, I love having time. I love having, you know, and I'm 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 lucky I live in Texas. Houses are cheap here, right? right, right. I I have I, I have a five bedroom house upstairs, tucked away is my office to where when I right. shut it, no one thinks about it. You know? Right. So Yeah, man. Texas the, is a place to buy. Yeah, it is. So much yeah. space. Yeah. Texas yeah. or Denver. <laughs> yeah. Denver's yeah. gonna be the next place. We're gonna buy a vacation home in Denver. But, like it's it would be impossible to have a house like this in in California. Yeah, just oh impossible. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But the the separation thing, like you know, being able to just shut my door, you know, and go spend yeah. time with my kids or relax or whatever, you know, or clean my house. That's the hardest thing. The hardest thing is being able to keep my house clean while also having to work and also spending time with kids and also you know spending time with the wife and having a moment to relax, you know. Got to keep them separated. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you just know that you can get me to s- say or or sing any song as long as you lead into it, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be a game that you play where it's like, right. all right, this is going to be the week. The, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to see if I can get him to sing that song. Have we used to, to have a game. Private suggestions on <laughs> what to make you say. <laughs> we used to have a game at uh, Domino's when I worked there. Huge fan of Domino's because I worked there for like 16 years, right? I don't think it was 16. It was probably like nine. Uh, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> From the time I was 16 until the time I was 27, basically hmm. off and on. So, uh, uh, 
the uh, we used to have this game where one of us would sing. We'd all sing different songs, and whoever got the boss to sing that song first, you know, because it got stuck in their head, we'd win the game. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> VJ says it's, it's hard to concentrate at home with kids and things on creative. So hard, yeah. You need yeah. to find your zen, you know. Yeah, like, the other day. Like, like cutting wood. I've been seeing your cutting wood videos, VJ. <laughs> That's a that's a cool log cutter you got. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I uh, the other day I was so stressed out about everything that I I, I told Dave I said I just I just got to meditate I got to get off of Skype I got to meditate yeah you know I got to do something mm-hmm. and, and I, I was I like just, I've got to go run yeah I still couldn't you know? clear my mind it r- literally wasn't until Dave and I had that meeting where we scheduled everything out you know that I actually felt better about life. You know, so it, it's amazing how how much just getting shit in order helps. Yeah, I, don't know. I was actually talking to uh, Clinton Jones at the time mm-hmm. when I was talking to you on Skype. I was typing to him, and he literally said the same thing to me. He was like, "I've I got to get out and run yeah. this week." Yeah, you know, and gosh, that day when I ran. Oh, I I started running out the gate as fast as I could. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't always, you're not supposed to really do that. I was just right. like, I just got to get this energy out. You just go until the only thing that you can think of. Nothing matters anymore. The yeah. stresses, the things going yeah. on, nothing matters. The only thing that matters to you is that you just can stop running. Yeah. You just that's, like that's Phoebe the way. run, right? You just yeah. Phoebe run. Yeah. <laughs> you get all the energy out. That's exactly. <clears throat> oh, well, okay, so I'll clarify on what I was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay, like this is what Gary V says. Mm-hmm. Stop watching Lost. Right. We've talked about that. His old school video from like 2005. Right. But but it's not that you can't go enjoy things. Yeah. Here's here's what I'm dealing with is in certain not all days, but in certain on certain days, if there's nothing to do. And you're in COVID, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you just find yourself sitting there, maybe on Instagram, Facebook, something, and TikTok. there's like not much to do, and you almost feel bad, like I could be doing something. Now, yeah. if you're enjoying taking that time, I'm yeah. not bashing on that. Take your time and enjoy your thing. Sometimes I'm sitting there, though, and I feel unproductive and I don't like Facebook and I don't like TikTok and I don't want to be on my phone. I don't want to be just sitting there and I don't want to be watching more reruns of the office. Yeah. Because like, what am I doing? I'm just sitting here doing literally nothing. Mm -hmm. And it, and, and so I actually enjoy coming back to the desk. So also if that's what you love and that's what you want to do, don't feel bad that you've spent more time in front of the computer. That's very true. Yes. Yeah. It's productive. I I shouldn't shame people for sitting at their desk for too long. I'm sorry about that, Gwarns. If you have the time and you have nothing else to do and you're having fun, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with it. Just make sure you get up and maybe get some exercise so you can get them blood clots. Right. Right? Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, that's that's another hard part about this industry is that, at least for me, my hobby is also my job. You Mm -hmm. know, my hobby is my jobby yeah so it's <laughs> sorry that was really stupid show title my hobby is my jobby <laughs> we don't do show titles anymore but yeah we yeah. don't no <clears throat> thank goodness um but no it's it's true it's like that's that's my hobby it's it's what i really like you know 
I don't have anything else. And so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, and see, like, you, UK cold, outside bad. See, I'm telling you, like, Beat Saber? Yeah. That's the bomb. Yeah. You can't get outside some beat saber maybe that's a good way yeah uh i don't know or you got a rower right i do have a rower some yes. sort of indoor i yeah. i what i want to know is how do you get the motivation to work out because right now always my motivation for working out was always nab and always siggraph right about this time i'd be about mm-hmm. 10 pounds lighter you know or maybe even 15 get that last five before nab you know, because I All was right, here's wanted- my motivations. Here's my motive. Here's my list of motivations for for working out. Number one, not being fat. Right. <laughs> of course. Right. That's right. my number one motivation. Lose some weight. Uh, num- and number two, uh, family, of course. Yeah. I, I would love to see grandchildren someday. Mm-hmm. I know that's way off in the future, but I always think of it like this. Imagine you're 65. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I'm and, 65. <laughs> see? I don't even think it was 65. I don't 64. Know 64. But yeah. Imagine I'm 64. See, right. I did it on purpose. <laughs> and imagine that you have a kid, and that kid has grown up, and that kid is on the verge of having a kid of their own. You know, you're about mm-hmm. to be a grandparent. However, you have some heart attack, and you die in the first year of that child's life. Right. And you think, if only I would have taken care of myself for 65 years, yeah. maybe I could have seen more of this kid's life. Yeah. Okay? I know that's kind of like morbid. That's very morbid, about. yes. However, but, but. when you get to that point, you, it's, there's no turning back right. at that point. You can't go back and fix it. Right. You, there are some it's, irreversible things that happen to you when you get that old. You cannot go back and do running in your 40s. Right. When you're yeah. 65. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I there's, you know, years behind me that have already caused damage. Yeah. Same here. So. Like, I wish I would have taken better care of my teeth. You know, I've spent so mm-hmm. much money, like, getting my teeth fixed and stuff like that. And I told my kid, I told him the exact same thing. I said, because he had to have a cavity filled the other day. I took him to the dentist. They put him on gas. Oh, man, it was so funny. Dude, that kid was hilarious. He asked me if I could take his boots or uh, his books off. I was like, what are your books? He goes, oh, my shoes. Sorry, I meant shoes. Like, the so, wire's getting crossed up there. Yeah, the, the problem was that, like, it was a baby tooth that he had the cavity, you know. And so, like, I told him, I said, this is your chance. You know, it was just a baby tooth. It'll come out. You've mm-hmm. got to take good care of your teeth. But the problem was he had such a good time on the nitrous that he's like, I want to have more cavities. Oh, gosh. I was like, great. I'm, I'm funny. I'm, I'm raising a drug addict. <laughs> awesome. So, <laughs> the, I'll, I will. I did want to circle back and, and tell you some of the other reasons. Like, I, on, honestly, like, when I told you I had to run the other day, like, that feeling I did not have when I started running. Mm-hmm. Because the the more you do it, the more you realize that when you don't do it, you don't get those endorphins, right? I like to step out. I, le- I, I feel like it's such a stress burner to run. And yeah. every time I bring it up, you're like, well, I don't like running. I've never had. Like, I quit right, football I in don't sixth either. grade because I hated running. Yeah, I don't like running either. That's the thing. Like I said, nobody likes running. Well, some people <laughs> like running, but yeah. nobody likes running. 
And so it's it's such a, a it's it's the time to think in your own head. You've got plenty of time for it. It's it's time to just like you feel that stress coming off, and it feels so good. That's what motivates me. And the problem is that you don't get that motivation right mm-hmm. until you do it. Yeah, I know that's that's pretty tough. I always now, feel better after I go and work out, but. Yeah, like today I was like, I, I told my wife last night, I was like, I'm going to go join a gym. I'm going to work out tomorrow. Guy. Then my kid What's a guy? was up until like midnight, you know, mm-hmm. and then I had mm-hmm. to rock him to sleep and he cried all night because, I don't know, he had a sick tummy because he ate an entire hamburger. <laughs> a one-year-old ate an entire hamburger because he just likes oh, to God. eat. Yeah. And so, you know. He, uh, uh, you know, I, I was like, then he woke up at eight 30 and I was like, all right, well, I got to get you to daycare and then I got to work. So I got no time. Well, anyway. okay. The other day, the other day I was like, it was I, two o'clock. I was yeah. going to go run and I was like, just go do couch to 5k. You barely yeah. run. And here's the thing about running, quote unquote running is yeah. you're not sprinting. Yeah. You're basically jogging especially when you start and all you got to do is like slow walk jog it's like if you're not good at it it will come eventually but this is where i'm going to tie it all in okay Mm -hmm. to 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 help it make some more sense when it comes to motion graphics okay just as you have trouble getting motivated when you're working on like a daily Mm -hmm. the same thing can apply when it comes to Just exercise. Yeah. Because we talk about the fact yeah. before that it is not motivation or inspiration first and then the action. Mm-hmm. The action always happens first. When you are sitting in front of your computer with a blank Cinema 4D and a cube sitting in the middle, mm-hmm. that is not motivation at all. Like you don't, you're not inspired by this cube to do anything. Like if you're forcing yourself to do a daily and you have no idea what to do, sometimes it's easier to just start doing stuff and messing around and tell yourself, you know what, I'm going to see where this goes. I'm, I'm going to mess with this. If it's not good, I don't have to post it to Instagram. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to do anything with this. I'm going to experiment and then all of a sudden you start like maybe you add a MoGraph clone or something and a light and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, oh, hey, you know, I could do. That's when the inspiration happens and then the inspiration motivates you to do it. Yeah. Now, just apply that to running. You have to go do the running yeah. before it really does something that motivates you to do it more. Yeah. Eh, you like that? You like the segue? Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. Here's what I'll say, like, sometimes also the motivation gets you up, you know, like the, the, my motivation to lose weight before NAB is always, I don't want people to see me and think I'm just some big, lazy, fat, chunky dude, you know, when in fact that, that is my personality. I'm a big, true, but I'm talking about when there is no motivation, right? When there's no motivation, you just have to do it. You have to do the action. You just have to get up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you, you said you've tried the app or whatnot, but try the app, really try the app. Do exactly have, what it says so on exactly the times it says for one month and tell me that you don't feel better. I am, uh, yeah. My also, my other big problem is that I really like food. Like food is delicious to <laughs> me. Like I, I love food. 
you know, and uh, when I was I was a vegetarian for like 12 years, you know, and it was a lot easier to be skinnier then because I was also poor, too. I was I lived a, a big part of my life, you know, of, you know, when I was single and, you know, living on my own out of my parents house where I was really, really poor. And I, I worried about where I was going to get food every single day, you know, mm-hmm. but. So, so I feel like once I finally, you know, had enough money to where I never worried about, uh, going to the grocery store and overspending, you know, like that's when I, that's when I knew I had made it at life when I could go to the grocery (laughs) store and I actually was not so worried about, I I could get anything I wanted off the shelf, you know, but it's like, well, that created an unhealthy, like, uh, an unhealthy relationship with food, you know, and because of that. I don't know. Yeah, but, but this, this the is thing. like With a topic the for stuff, a whole other show. I was but. I was working I was working out for like two years straight. I got I got kind of buff, you know. It was nice, and I could go and run like three miles, you know. I got down to like a I don't know twelve minute mile or something like that, which is pretty good for me because most of the time it's a twenty minute mile, you know. <laughs> and uh, 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 and I still hated it. I hated it so much. I've just always hated running. I've never found an aerobic exercise that I like, you know? Okay, so this is probably, I and mean, this will be a topic for a whole other show. Sure. We could go on a whole thing on this. I'm going to say exactly what VJ just said in the chat. Mm-hmm. Fasting really does help break your food addis- addictions. Yeah. If you do like a keto or an intermittent fasting, you're going to be amazed at how much you don't even think about food anymore. Yeah. Because I, now I, I don't even want to there are days that I don't do intermittent fasting. I don't even want to eat during yeah. the day because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get super tired. I'm going to want to take a nap. And I love just blowing through the day and then having a nice meal after I run. That's yeah. the other thing, too, is it's hard to eat before you run, especially if you're new. It's very easy to get a stitch or a cramp or something <laughs> if you have anything in your stomach. So, like, the intermittent fasting, if you're only eating at night, then, you know, two, three in the afternoon, if you want to take a break and run – you don't have a whole bunch of stuff in your stomach. Yeah, Winbush said I should try boxing. I also don't like being punched in the face. <laughs> well, a new VR boxing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It's a yeah, good cutting idea. sugar is is yeah. Is see, so, that's that's my so that's my crux. Good. Like Even sugar, if you're not keto. I am I am a sugar fiend, man. I have at least two Rice Krispie treats every day. You know. Like, I eat between and I eat cereal. I, I was doing like all super strict. You yeah, know me. You I love cereal. Sugar, carbs, milk. I did a, You're uh, gonna fall asleep, dude. I'll tell you what. Cracklin' Oat Brand, though, I I found that Cracklin' Oat Brand has like 25 percent of the fiber you need in the day. So if I have like, and I always double up my bowls of cereal because you know the amount that they tell you per serving, like three quarters of a cup. Come on, I'm gonna fill that bowl to the top. You know, so I get like 50% of my fiber from one bowl of Cracklin' Oat Brand. Just saying. Yeah, you get all the fiber and then like there's a bunch of sugar or something <laughs> in it on top it's okay. of that. Uh, Phil, you're right. Breakfast, like I don't eat breakfast, you know, unless I'm with my family on the weekends. I don't eat breakfast. Of course, I've I've got the problem where my stomach just, it's, I, I mean, you know, I'm I'm living with IBS here. It's awful. It's the worst, you know. And so I find that not eating breakfast actually helps that a whole lot. There's a lot of people in the chat who have actually done the fasting thing. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a 20 slash four kind of guy. I I like to come back from running and work some more and maybe drink like 
maybe an energy drink at that point. I know technically some people say it's not, I'm not, I don't know. It, It hasn't been too bad as far as throwing me off, but I do like the fact that between like eight and midnight, that's when I just like, I eat a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then I'm good to go. I, f- I feel fine after that. You really get used to it. You just don't think about food, but... Yeah. All right. Another topic. One more quick topic. <laughs> I like what Carlos said in the chat. And then if there's milk left over, you got to add more cereal. Absolutely. Finally, someone gets me. <laughs> we got and a lot more to cover. I know you have a heart out, too, so... Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we still have time, but still, we got a lot <sighs> to get to. Organization. And we'll make this part quick. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. wanted to talk about to-do list calendars and Notion, which are the three things that have really helped me and yeah. I've really been changing around and tweaking the way that I work. Notion Notion is is pretty good. It's one that I found that both me and Dave can get on board with because for yeah. how many years now, neither one of us have been on the same thing. You know, we've tried to do is and what was the other one? Trello, Trello and all of those. It just I, like yeah, uh, both of our brains work differently. You know, so but which is why this is so good because yeah. you can tweak this the the way that you want it and yeah. customize it and it's ever evolving, ever adding stuff and it is kind of hard to wrap your brain around it at first because until you start building something for yourself and not looking at all like the samples, it doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, but when we started building this out and it's like the fact that you could say. Well, we needed a project status. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right. So you just type your own project statuses and they're just there. Yep. You know, it's not what they recommend for a project status. It's what right. you want to have. And even the word project status could say something else. Yeah. So I've been down the rabbit hole of Notion and I recommend that anybody looking for this kind of organization check it out because there are so many things you can do with this and you have to spend some time with it to understand it, but try, try and do it. Try and build yourself a project management database in there yeah. and just see what you can do. Go down. That will take you down the rabbit hole. And then you realize, Oh, well, I can use this to organize this thing. I could use this to do my personal stuff. I could do a separate to-do list over here that only shows the things that I have to do and only the things that I'm able to work on only the actionable items. Mm-hmm. And that has been really great. However, I, I'm one of those people who loves to have the outboard brain and dump ideas onto something. Mm-hmm. I don't like using Notion for that. I feel like it's just a bit overkill. So I still use Todoist for my, mm-hmm. some of my personal stuff and to have the outboard brain in the inbox. So I, I do have this constant going list of, oh, hey, I forgot about this. Hey, I forgot about this. And you put it on the list so that in the back of your head, your mind isn't yeah. doing that cycle where it's trying to remember all of these things. Yep. So you can yep. rest yep. easy. And then, so that's Todoist and Notion, and then calendars on top of that. When do you use a to-do as opposed to a calendar? Because if you have to email somebody about a thing, you're not going to put that on a calendar. Right. Oh, you're not going to put like three minutes to email somebody between 12 and 12.03 p.m. That's overkill. It is nice to have it, of course, for meetings, but to have it for blocks, to have it for Mm -hmm. personal stuff. I found a real good... Uh, way of doing things recently using Calendly mm-hmm. because you can say these are the only times every week, days and times that I want to do meetings with people, but also subtract my personal calendar, subtract my MoGraph calendar, subtract my client calendar, mm-hmm. whatever's left, people can click and sign up for a date and it goes into your calendar, 
which it's so helpful to do because you know how hard it is to go back and forth over email with somebody. What about Wednesday at three? No, I have a thing. Now, is that three central or is that? Yeah, yeah. But this takes care of time zones, all of it. You can really relax. And if, you know, if somebody accidentally schedules something and something doesn't work out right, you can always email and fix it. Yeah. But that's helped me and it's helped me really visualize how much time I'm spending on things. If I'm working on something in a big block and it goes over, I'll actually like extend the block and show on the calendar, you know, what it took for me to finish it. So that next time I can see, you know what, it doesn't take two hours for this. It takes four hours right, every right, time, right, right, yeah. you know, but it also gets you an idea of like, if you just put 10 things on a to-do list for the week, you're, you're being a little bit, uh, optimistic about yeah. the things you can get done. Yeah. Take those things and really schedule it out between the things. I mean, running is on my calendar mm-hmm. because I have to have that blocked and I don't want anyone to put a call there. I'm going to go at two o'clock or three o'clock most days and go run. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anything scheduled right before it. That's going to go. If it goes over, I can run later, but it takes me 45 minutes to an hour to do like a regular run, not the long-term runs. Right. Right. But I block three hours. Why is that? Because, because I got to get ready yeah. to go. Yeah. I, someone's going to call me. I got to get my stuff ready. Then I get out the door and it's 45 minutes late. Then I run for an hour. Then I come back. Then I settle down for a minute. Take a shower. Take all my, yeah, take a shower. Then I kind of decompress, get something to drink, sit down, maybe get a co- whatever that is, right? That's going to be three hours. Yeah. Don't kid yourself. I have been kidding myself on how long things take for so hour, yeah. long. And yeah. and so if you really put that on the calendar and you start looking at it in week view, not in month view, yeah, go to week view. This is my new jam. Go to week <laughs> view and really lay that out and look at it and see, because you're going to be surprised when you start laying stuff out. Yeah. You know, you put those four things on the calendar and you realize that's your whole week. Those other things are going to have to wait. Yeah. 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 So is anyway, it, is it time? <laughs> no. Okay. Let's do some links. We're almost there. Let's do some links. Yeah, let's do some links. I only have one link. All right, what is it? This is <laughs> Mitch Meyer's LUT pack, and I just want to give him a shout-out oh, yeah. because he, he did a new LUT called the Cost LUT. I think he did one called so, the Milstead as well. He did do a Milstead as yeah. well. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. You can check it out. You can check out his LUTs. And so we're going to do MoGraph Recommends. We need to go through this really quick. We can do it. Yeah. But uh, we're going to go through MoGraph Recommends because we haven't done it for us in a yeah. long time. Yeah, so. it's been since the first time we did it. Yeah. Yeah. So. <sighs> Some of we'll these things fav- haven't changed. Some haven't changed. Let's yeah. start with favorite movie. Favorite, favorite movie, movie is Requiem for a Dream. Still to this day. It is. It's the hardest movie to sit through. You know, like here yeah it's it's a really hard movie to sit through like hard to stomach and stuff it but is man it I is feel depressed when i watch it it's so depressing but it's yeah. beautiful it is beautiful it's mine beautiful. would be cinema parody so i don't know that one no well you have to look it up well i'll look Subtitles it up titles and all i'll look it up when you watch godfather oh, okay <laughs> cool <laughs> favorite music right now Anyone in particular? Right now, ska. Like, I'm on a big ska, like, Always punk ska. ska kick, you know? Oh, 
here's the thing. Like I, I, I follow, I follow this, um, this TikToker called like the Scott, Scott tunes network or something. And he uh-huh. talks all about like ska and the history of ska and stuff like that. And it's like, it's like, I, I, I forgot how much I really enjoy ska It's and, and, and punk rock and stuff, you know? But if I had to, if I had to, I mean, that's just, that's just currently what I'm on, you know? I don't you know. know, I would like to just say that OK Computer is still one of my favorite albums of all time. I hadn't heard it in a while. There's something about music if you listen to it too much, of course, you, you kind of wear yourself out on it. Yeah. So I try not to wear out that album mm-hmm. that much. has been like maybe a couple of years since I really sat and listened to the whole album. <laughs> what? <laughs> VJ BJ. Ska. Oof. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> but I just, uh, I enjoy happy, you know, happy music and stuff like that. I also enjoy, you know, your nice ethereal, you know, music like Sigaross. Sigur Ross is great for relaxing and stuff like that. But when I'm in my car, you know, nothing like some and uh, chill hop. Yeah. What? Here's what I chill love. hop ruins your Spotify, though. It chill does. hop. Having it on all the time yes. ruins your Spotify yeah. suggestions. Especially and your, else, your daily drive. Your daily drive is just yes. all full of whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the thing is, like, I, I, I love I, I actually really love TikTok for this reason. Like I have, I have discovered so many good artists through TikTok, you know, Mm -hmm. just like music that's either being played in the background or them talking about, you know, these are the top, you know, punk rock emo bands that you should be listening to right now. Or, Hey, you know, you're tired of sitting around. There was one where he was talking about, you know, you want to talk about a ska revival, but you're still listening to the same ska bands from the nineties. You need Mm -hmm. to be looking at, you know, new school ska bands where there's like, you know, emo ska or punk ska and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's the type of music I like. All right, we got we to gotta plow through right, these. We got it. so much to all talk right. about. All right, TV show, I'm going to say For All Mankind. It's really great what they're doing with it right now, especially when it comes to the alternate universe. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, if the space... I mean, the, the whole premise of the show, if the space program would have continued going after we landed on the moon instead oh. of just kind of halting, yeah. it is such a good show, and it's in season two now, and it's really cool because... At first, it wasn't much different, but the reality is kind of splitting mm-hmm. now because they are making advances. So it's interesting because it's like 1983 and they have cell phones yeah. because you know how the space race makes technology accelerate. Right. So they have, they're very clunky and, and 80s looking, but they're cell phones in 1983, you okay. know, so everything was, was faster. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Such a good show. Yeah. And it's on Apple TV Plus. How about you? Uh, Clone High. I'm excited okay. it's coming back cool. too. Podcast. I'm just going to say back to work podcast. I'll listen. say How ours. Or, uh, uh, <laughs> really? You don't listen to our show. I don't listen to no, our show. Not lately. Um, I listened to Cartoon Feelings the other day. I really like that. You know, yeah. it's the one yeah. on our podcast network, as well as the Go Gorilla Film cast. I really enjoy that one. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. 
we've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your source source for for all things indie film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. So, Mm -hmm. yep. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, Jeff agrees with me. See, now I have to use the bathroom. Okay. Well, should I keep going? What should I do here for you to use the restroom? I don't know. How many more questions do we have? I forget. Four. Four. All right. You answer yours, and then I'll answer okay, when I get Okay, you know back. what? I, I got a perfect idea. Right. I got a perfect idea. Yeah. Don't go yet. Oh, Can gosh. you wait a second? I don't think so. You can't wait? No. Okay. All right, I'll keep answering mine. Okay. Then. Hurry up. Be Hurry back. up. All right. Kevin says that his favorite show is Breaking Bad, except for maybe The Wire. Oh, okay. All right. I'll have to check those out. Never heard of those before. All right. Favorite plug-in right now. Hmm. I'm unprepared for this. I'm not sure exactly what my favorite plugin would be. What have I been using a lot lately? I love me some EXR plugin. I really like Forrester, of course. I'm really big into TFD lately. Again, like I really feel like I'm wrapping my brain around TFD, which is which is cool. Like I'm I'm understanding things like uh like pressure and turbulence and all the deep settings and what they do and how they affect. So, yeah, so that one's good. Favorite app? You know, recently I'd actually have to say TikTok because I'm not big into sitting and watching hour and a half movies. And uh, even shows lately, I just haven't had the time to sit. Like, I have a backlog of shows. So I would say that TikTok is good because I can sit there and be entertained in, like, little fast chunks and segments and uh it's kind of that short attention span thing which i definitely have and uh you know you can flip through and look at dog videos cat videos that's what i like to look at so you know kind of fun and uh you look at that for five minutes you don't really have to finish watching a show if something comes up you just put your phone down so great filler it's really good entertainment and a lot of it's really cool and happy and fun so Favorite get video game, of course, that's our new one. I'm going to have to say, of course, that's Halo, because we talk about it all the time. We play it all the time, and we have, of course, our group of, like, 18 different uh, motion graphic designers at this point who are in a giant Halo text chat group, and we all hop on when we can. And some nights we have, like, a ton of people on there, so that's a lot of fun. And uh, Matt's back, which is good. Yeah. And so... Because I don't want to do my life hack yet, so let's let's back up. Okay. Uh, plug in for you. Uh, let's see. The render engines don't count. Hmm. Um. RSMB probably. Or stock stock RSMB. Stock RSMB. Yeah. Or um. Uh. X particles lately has been one of my favorites. I've really enjoyed it. 
I don't know. Kevin asks about Halo tonight. I, I'm going to call tomorrow. Not going to happen today. Maybe. There's too much to do today. Yeah. But t- tomorrow for me, we haven't played with Kevin yet. And it, we I can't believe it. I can't I believe it. He's had his Xbox for weeks. <laughs> okay. We did plug-in, app. App, TikTok right now. That's what I said. Yeah. It's TikTok yeah. right now. Yeah. Video game. Um, it, it, favorite video game, uh, uh, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Current favorite okay. video game is just Halo 5. Yeah. Or Rocket League. Too. It's a really good, it's a split between the two. Because I, right. I really enjoy Rocket League. Life hack. Life hack, I got two. One, uh, get yourself a, uh, a tape measure that you can keep to measure how tall your kids are. So that way, if you ever move your house, you'll always have the thing. Or like a piece of paper or something like that. They've got these growth charts. Yeah, don't put it on the don't wall. Don't put it on the wall because you'll always forget, yeah. you know. Um, and then the other one is uh, when you're cleaning, work from top to bottom, okay? So clean from okay. the top all the way down to the bottom. The floor is the last Ceiling thing fans. that you do. Yeah, yeah. The floor is the last thing you do. So what you're gonna want to do is you're wanna gonna you're gonna want to get like a floor brush or something, but don't ever use it on the floor. Uh, right, like don't use on floor. This is a counter brush. You're gonna use it only oh, for yes. the counters, and you're gonna brush off everything on the counter so that you don't have to get like a rag and like whatever. You just brush it all off into the floor. You know, okay, and then you vacuum or sweep or whatever it is. You know, after you're done, or use your Roomba, right? Yeah, I like that your Roomba when you were over the other day for the meeting was texting you that it was stuck. Yeah, (laughs) it's smart enough to text that it's stuck, but not smart enough to unstick itself. Right? Did I send you the picture of what I came home to? No, it was basically it was stuck on the the baby chair. It was like teetering on like one of the legs on the thing. I thought you were going to say it ran over some cat poop or something. Today it it uh, texted me. It said, oh, you got to clean out the bristles. So I look under it and it had sucked an entire vacuum up through the thing. And I was like, oh, this is what happens when it goes when I haven't prepped my floor before it goes, you know? Oh, yeah. All right. My life hack. I don't know how much of a life hack this is, but um, if you are deciding to become an art director, Uh which which by that I mean if you're looking to shave your head, um, I'm going to give you some tips on what I have found to be the best (laughs) ways to shave your head. Now, number one, uh, if if your hair is getting kind of long or if you're just starting out to become an art director and shave your head... Uh You, you don't want to go straight to like a smooth shaver or a bick. You're going to have to get rid of the excess hair first. Right, or if you already had it and it's growing out a little too long, you've been working on a big project, right. you're becoming less of an art director. Right. What you need to do before you go to the, to the good stuff is you need to get something like this. It's these uh, Remington. It, it looks like clippers, but it has a little bit of, of a curve to it, right? So you can, it's just like clippers. So even if your hair is long, you know, you know, it's mm-hmm. not bad, right? You, you, can get, you can take care of that. Once you get it down, then you get this little bad boy right here. Now, it has the heads on it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of like a regular face razor, like the electric razor with the three, like, rotating head thingies, you know, very, very close shave. But this will not work well. If your hair is long, mm-hmm. but what's cool about it is it has a little two indentions in it, right? So you put your fingers through it oh, and then you can just oh. like go like this and it's waterproof. <laughs> you see, you go in the shower, you don't oh, make a mess. Nice. You just go every time you get in, yeah. good to go. 
So if you use this on the reg, you don't need the other one, but it's there just in case. And this is 50 bucks and the other one's 30 bucks. It's not that bad. I thought it was going to be like super expensive and junk, you know? See, I used to just bake my head back when I was shaving my head, you know? And nothing feels better than a freshly shaved head, especially when it's cold outside. That's nice. The only thing, though, is when you do the really close shave Uh and it barely, barely starts growing, Uh your head becomes Velcro. Like this hat is like, (laughs) I'm like, come on. Yeah. What's the name of the head shaver? Totally. I'll, I'll put the head shaver links in the show notes. The problem is I don't. It just says palm on it. Yeah. I, there's a name for it. It's like skull shaver, I think yeah. is what it's okay. called. Okay. The skull shaver and then this Remington, they will come up on Amazon right away. Yeah. Okay. You know, but you need the clippers and then the other one. So <sighs> I think it's time, Matt. It's time. So for those of you who do not want to uh, experience the crypto art. Let's watch the viewer count. Now, to see. now is where we part. So, right. don't forget you have to do an intro because it's going to be a separate show. So let's do this. Cool. Are you going to do the music? You're going to cue the no, music. No, no, no. That no. was just a one time. Right. Yeah, on the on the oh, podcast so you'll fun. hear it. Wow, we've on got forty two people watching right now. What up? Mm. What up, all the newbies? You'll <clears throat> if you're listening to the podcast, you'll hear the music right now. Is this the fucking mic? This is exactly what I should be doing. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 001 of The Drop, um, a MoGraph.com podcast. <laughs> right. Um, where Your we talk account's about... going up, by the way. Yeah. Oh, Just good. you know. We, uh, yeah, we talk about are... all things crypto art, um, uh, cryptocurrency, crypto everything. Uh, talk about NFTs, upcoming drops from different artists, uh, ones we recommend on getting into, and, um, of course, some of our friends who have recently done drops um, or uh, are about to. So, uh, mm-hmm. let's learn about some news in crypto art. What do we got, Dave? All right. Should we talk let's about see. this week's drops? We're going to start with the with the big drops uh, that's all up on the, the interwebs and things. Cool. Uh, you want to go in order of some of these people? What I need to do is uh, bring up some of their, yes. their work here. Yes. Which I'll, I'll try and just so, do it as you're talking or whatnot. So, so just, yeah. um, let me see. I need to look. Ari have said it's, someone, and I want to make sure that I mention them because. Nope, sorry. No, wrong person. Dang it. Um, you want to start with uh, Adam? Is that who we're yeah, starting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and start with Adam. So, Adam, uh, I think it's Priester, um, Houdini artist. And uh, created uh, all this work within, I think, I think I read somewhere that it was like five months of R&D building out, you know, uh, um, like nodes and stuff. It's entirely procedural and it is absolutely like killer work, you know. And so uh, uh, Adam has a drop today, Monday the 1st, on Nifty. We're going to start off on Nifty because really the only two places that do these types of drops that I found are Nifty and Maker's Place. So feel free to uh, feel free to correct me if that's wrong. But yeah, this is Adam's work. Adam is absolutely, like, this art is fantastic. And I think I have a feeling that Nifty may crash tonight because uh, uh, there's a couple of really good artists. Um, uh, the other one 
uh, coming up is uh, uh, Ted Chin. Um, they create these beautiful like dreamscape type uh, things, like very uh, very dreamy. Like you know, there's a I think there's an open edition of like uh, uh, this this landscape one with like an elephant looking through its it's going through the sky and stuff like that. Very very cool work. I'm if I was going to. I, I these are stills and I'm pretty sure the drops for Ted are slightly cheaper than the Adam Priester ones. The Priester ones are a little bit more expensive. Yeah, there you go. Um uh if you're looking to like uh uh get a cheaper entry into I I would recommend this. I, I think this one will do well. Um the Adam Priester ones. So lately I have not been getting the open editions. I, I want to talk about this. The open editions. Well, I have that on the list. Okay, okay. This. Then Why we'll you, we'll just go yeah. on with the drops right now. Yeah. You yeah. know. Um. Uh. Okay. So next up on Nifty, March fourth. I think this is weird. I'm not gonna dog any artists or whatever like that. I think it's, it's just weird. random. <laughs> it, yeah. It well. It's 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 interesting that there's been a lot of celebrities doing drops lately. You know. And it's uh, like ones who you never really hear them talk about like MoGraph or art or whatever. One of them in particular, TJ right. Miller on March 4th. Me, for example, I probably I, I don't I'm not a huge fan of TJ Miller. You know, I, 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 I liked his work that he did in, you know, uh, uh, if you don't know, he's what's what's his name? The dude from er- Ehrlich er- Bachman. Ehrlich Bachman from uh, from uh, uh Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley. Yes. He also played, you know, the guy, the kid in. I uh, love that character on that show, though. <laughs> in Big Hero, I hated Six. the fact that he was gone. Yeah. So, but the thing is, like, I don't know. He, from the things that I've heard, he's kind of a dick in real life. Oh, well, that sucks. But yeah. So, like, maybe, I, maybe that's wrong. He called in like a bomb threat or something, didn't he? What? What? Yeah, I think I think T.G. Miller called in a bomb threat or something. You're to gonna someplace. get a sued. I may. Bomb threat. I heard that he killed someone. <laughs> like, oh yeah, T.J. Miller. He was arrested for a, an alleged fake bomb threat. You know, and it's like, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I just think I'm not. Wow. I'm not saying you should buy his stuff or that you shouldn't. It's all up to you. What you like? Art is like subjective. What you like. Buy yeah. what you like. You know. But I'm just pointing it out that I've noticed a lot of celebrities doing drops lately. You know, T.J. Mm-hmm. Miller is one on the fourth. Anyway. Okay. So this next one, I'm sure I'm going to botch this, but it's rhymes like dimes. You know, I think Is it's it supposed not to be... rhymes like dimes. Yeah. Oh, rhymes like dimes. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I was like, okay, but super cool, amazing illustrative art. Uh, I, I really, really like this is the drop that they're doing. Uh, for uh, Nifty and it looks fantastic. It's got music. It's got sound effects. Super great illustrative work. I'm I'm really excited about this one. Um, let's see. Next one, March fifth. That was March fourth for TJ mm-hmm. and Rhymes Like Dimes. Uh, uh, March fifth on Nifty. Um, Fuocious. So, uh, Fuocious is is that how you? Sp- I think how so. Do you- Fuocious. Okay. Fuocious. Ferocious. I think it's like ferocious, but like ferocious, you know. Yeah. So, um, like baby talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. uh, uh, now these things are weird. These aren't really mography, you know. Um, but like it's a weird Picasso esque whatever. 
I I think he I think he's younger too. He 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 did a drop um like last month or something and did really well. Um these these pieces are reselling. The reason I mention it is because these pieces are reselling for quite a bit. And so if you were able to get into that initial drop, like I think he made $700,000 off of that drop, which Jeez. was crazy to me. Uh, but if you're looking to invest, I would say uh, Fawocious would probably be a good investment, you know, at least holding, you know, until uh, <laughs> the next one. Um, but yeah. as far as like uh, uh, for March 5th, there's another one called Parrotism. I don't know if that's the actual name that they're doing on Nifty, but that's uh, the the name that I, I found on Twitter or whatever. Uh, very... Uh, Is this bla- the one? Is this uh, right? Yeah, I, I think okay. that's it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No. Dang it, I don't, I don't know. It's, it Hold says on. Parrot on it. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then this is uh, super cool stuff. Uh, a, a lot of the the artwork that I've seen has very Blake Catherine esque vibes, and you know me, huge fan of Blake Catherine's work. So you know, I think those ones are really really cool. And of course, super excited about March sixth. March sixth, I am going to hop in on that one because we got we got our girl Shams, uh, Smeka. Uh, as, uh, mm. uh, Shams, she's uh, she's doing a drop on March sixth. I am super excited about this one. This is the one that I've been excited for, you know, all week and stuff like that. So I am definitely going to pick up some of her work. I would recommend everyone else do it. She's big in, she's big in this space right now. You know, fire, you mean fire, fire in this work, in this space right now. So I think, I think she's, she's a great artist and she's a good investment, you know, as far as holding on to artwork, if you're looking to, you know, make some money off of it. Uh, she's a really good she's a really good investment in her work. She's got the same style as like the the fuck renders and stuff like that. And if you've seen some of his drops, the money that he's making off of Nifty, holy crap, like those have mm-hmm. increased a lot. He's been in it for a while too. He We've has been, been and so has so has Shams. You know, they've yeah. they've been in it for a while, you know. So I'm I'm really excited and super, super pumped for Shams. Uh, congratulations. We're 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 way proud of you for this drop and super. And she'll be too. on soon yeah next couple yeah, months yeah. she's scheduled yeah. yeah cool so that's it for nifty this week um the uh the next one we've got up is maker's place um we got a, a like three a three artists are dropping this week um the first two are going to be tomorrow um first one we've got is uh just the you know uh the ones dropping are anna zilhevea i don't know if i'm saying that right it's a tough she's one Super cool artist does all of her stuff in VR, you know. So I love mm. be I, I love seeing like this type of digital art in this space as well. You know, it's not just MoGraph, it's not just uh uh you know still photography and stuff, but like being able to create digital art in VR and then sell it. That's why I think the NFTs are so freaking cool because art is art and it doesn't matter what you're making it in. You know, anyone can make money off of it. So. Super, super cool. Um, the next one is uh, Katie Arrington. Uh, she does a lot of, uh, she's a super killer illustrator. Uh, she focuses a lot on like the female form and stuff. So you'll see like, you know, 
uh, uh, some illustrative nude women with like, you know, uh, pasties covering and stuff, but she's got this really, really cool style. Um, the ones that we're showing right now aren't necessarily the ones for sale. Some of them are the ones that are for sale, but some of them are just examples of the work so that you guys can see. Well, and we can't show the boobs right now. Right. I I was, I I wanted to pick the most suitable for work ones for people who are watching, you know? Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, that's Katie Arrington. Uh, then March 4th, uh, Jose Delbo. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correct. I don't know if I'm saying anyone's name correct, but we're just going to go with it. Um, Ooh, we're trying. <laughs> Ooh, we're trying. Jose was um, a Marvel and DC artist um, who's done a lot of classic, like he he did a, a lot of work on like classic 70s, like sitcom versions of comics. You know, so like he illustrated or he did the 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 artwork for some of the uh, the Beatles Yellow Submarine comics and like the Brady Bunch comics and stuff like that. So I don't know. It, uh, uh, pretty cool to I think anytime there's a comic book artist in there who is selling their stuff, I always think they're a, a pretty good investment. So um excited to see that. So that's it for right. that's it for the the actual like drop drops, you know, which ones the 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 nifties and the maker spaces are dropping. Those are the ones that are planned. Now, uh coming up, we also have a bunch of friends, friends of ours who are doing drops. And because now community I'm, I'm gonna members preface and, what? And community members. Community and, members, yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. people who I've Mograph. just Yeah, Mograph people who I've notated, you know, are making drops. And here's the thing. I have a feeling as this goes on, these lists are gonna get quite a bit smaller because right now NFTs it's the hot shit. You know, it's what everyone wants right. to talk about. It's what everyone is doing. So right now, all of our friends are making drops, you know, and so that may that may change. Oh, I also want to say, if anyone is making a drop and interested in us, like maybe pushing it or something, feel free to email us info at mograph.com. You know, send us your work. We'd love to check it out. You know, maybe we'll we'll throw it up there uh, uh, as an inspirational artist or whatever um, that we 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 think people should check out. Um, all right. So friends of MoGraph, Dave, do you want to, you want to do anything or you want, you want me to just go for it? Um, I mean, we could talk about the first one here. We just wanted to talk about what Phil dropped. Yes. Yeah. So raid zero for y'all who don't know, uh, is a little bit of MoGraphy news or, uh, drop news. Um, he put on a, uh, Beeple in a Beeple action figure, action right? figure. So this is was, the number two, was, the second this is one, the right second here, one. Uh, but, it was Beeple yeah. man, right? And uh, he had a hundred of them for sale, and uh, it's funny. So I, I don't know if it was you, Dave, or Ariev, but I know I did as well. We, I, all of us, like sent it to Mike, and we we're like, "Ah, check this out!" And so Mike tweeted it out, and basically, I, I think he sold out in like a few hours or whatever. You know, Beepleman, Mister Beepleman, Mister Beepleman, <laughs> Mike Beepleman, attorney yeah, he at sold law. out. Like, <clears throat> yep. He was hitting it big on Rarible. He's like number two. He was number one the other night. He was mm. number one, and then Pat came in and like you know overtook it. But yeah. But then there was a part two. This is the Christie's edition. This is the Christie's edition is, for yeah. after the Christie's drop. You know, of course he's wearing his crown. He's got his you know uh, fur coat and everything. So uh, and that one I think it, it's either sold out or it's almost sold out. But if no one picks them up, I know before uh, the end of the Christie's sale, he's just going to burn the rest of them. So. 
get him get him while it's hot if you still can but congrats mm-hmm. on to raid zero he's uh both him and Ariev are our big success stories of the week you know uh uh uh, congrats to them it's really cool seeing your friends and people who you know who you admire making this kind of you know impact in this new uh uh i don't know this new art form or whatever you know it's not art form it's a new uh this new space yeah yeah new space so congrats then you Um, got uh smear balls Smearballs did a drop, yeah. I think uh, his his cell his sold already, right? I'm not sure yet. I, yeah. I don't. Rem- I don't remember. That's so hard to keep up. At this it point. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 basically a full time job. That's why I only get four hours of sleep at night of good sleep, and then the other four hours I've got my eyes closed where I'm thinking about NFTs. I so. I woke up this morning thinking that my alarm clock couldn't the snooze button couldn't be hit because. <laughs> It is impossible to change because it is locked to a token on the blockchain. Yes. That's where my head was in my dream. The yeah, other day, the other day, Beeple came to me in a fever dream and oh, yeah, told me yeah. that his Christie's auction would go for $20 million and that I need yeah. to hodl on my Beeple piece that I own. So I did, not, I did not put it up for sale, you know. Uh, Phil says there's only 14 left if you want to get one. So that's on Rarible, by the way. Uh, Phil's is on Rarible. This is another thing. It's really hard to keep up, keep track on what all of these are being dropped on, you know? Yeah. So um, smear balls. Okay. So that one. Yeah, that one did. uh, That one did get bought, I believe. Uh, The smear balls one. Mm -hmm. Check right now. Sorry, y'all. Um. Well, while you're checking on that, yeah. let's talk about Clint. Clint, yes, Clint Clinton Jones. Uh, Clinton Jones. He was on the show. Um, uh, uh, he is. Yeah, this is his drop that he's doing. I forget where Clint is doing his. Do you know? Uh, do not, because I'm up full screen right now and I can't <laughs> tell you. <laughs> um, he will be doing this on Super Rare. Clint is dropping his okay. drop on Super Rare. It is uh, March fourth. Um, so make sure and check that out. Uh, that one's going to be a good one. I have a feeling that's so a, a lot of these that I've noticed, like if you notice Clint's Clint's was like a, a, like kind of a short film type thing, you know, as was Ariev's and also, um, Ryan Talbot released, um, his short film, uh, on as an NFT. And I've noticed that these short films, they go for a lot. You know, so if you're looking to get into the NFT space and you're an artist, I would say, you know, I I love the idea of selling a short film as an NFT. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fantastic idea. You know, uh, 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 it, it gives it gives you the ability to. I don't know. It, it's like so. I've always said I mean, they're oh, definitely selling to, better. Even, even the yeah. ones that are just like a, a quick loop of something are, are selling better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the the animations are selling yeah, better and stuff like yeah, 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 yeah. Versus the still frames, you know, it's the stuff that we were talking about last week, where yeah, you know that uh, Nick Walgorski brought up, where it's like, okay, is it is it good as just a still? Is it good with motion? Is it good with sound and music and stuff like that? And I've noticed the ones that are more in depth and have uh, you know tell a story or uh, you know are you know, short films and stuff like that, they sent, they tend to sell very well and do very mm-hmm. well in the space. So could be a way to uh, fund your next short film for people who are looking to do it. You know, that, that'd be cool. 
Um, was we got say? Mitch Myers. Mitch Myers did a drop. Yeah, um, he sold as well. Um, this one was on, um, I believe, is that Foundation or is that? That is Foundation. That's Foundation. That's foundation. Yeah. yeah. So he did a drop, sold for three Ethereum, which is cool. You know, that's a uh, uh, big congrats. I feel, like, I feel like this space is perfect for Mitch Myers. And I, I, I've told them mm-hmm. that numerous times. I feel like, mm-hmm. like Mitch Myers has always been you know he's, he's always he's been a, about the art he's always been about the art yeah you know and like yeah. you know the followers and stuff like that he's always pushed his instagram really hard and you know it is his uh his followers and stuff and i feel like this is a really good space for him you know and he's he's a mm-hmm. talented artist so uh let's see who else had dropped Sakani. this week Sakani. okay so coming up yeah um Sakani uh Sakani solomon he's got a drop right now yeah, doing some of the I think it's it's similar along to the Star Wars stuff, the Star Wars short that he released, you know. Yeah. Uh yeah, Sakani's yeah, sure. is on where is Sakani's? Man, I need to mark all this stuff down. I think Sakani's right. is on Sakani's is on foundation. It's I on foundation. I do have a link to that. Okay. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and also uh just found out before the show is uh um Handel Eugene has one yeah. coming out as well. Yeah, that uh, one. Is it called Night Owl? Spirit Animal. Uh, Spirit Animal, that one's on Foundation as oh, well. Oh, Spirit Animal. Okay. Yeah. That, so I don't have a, a if you video. Saw, if you saw uh, the NAB presentations a few years ago when Handel uh, uh, presented, he talked about uh, this animation and how he did it. Uh, very, very cool animation. And uh, he posted it on Instagram that he was going to drop this. And I was like, oh, dude, you're going to make so much money. That's, that's <laughs> a really – like for me, that, that piece – you know, well, it is just like an animated one. I, I, for me, like if I was a collector, if I was, I, which I am, you know, if I had mm-hmm. the money, I got to sell some of mine first, you know, before I can start like really getting into the collector space. That's, that's the hard thing about this one versus some of the nifty ones is they're a bit more like nifty is a little less expensive, you know, even though they do more volume. You know, then some of these other ones, and you can also pay with credit card and Nifty versus you know paying. Right. Um, but yeah, the details, Jeff, like Jeff says, the details in this piece are absolutely killer. And to me, this is this is like a part of MoGraph history because I got to watch like the process of how it was done through that NEB talk and stuff. This this these are the ones that hit me really well. You know, mm-hmm. so I have a feeling I have a feeling this one's gonna this one's gonna sell well. Um, let's see what else. What do we got? Gernge. 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 Uh, uh, Billy Chitkin. He's got, um, he's got a drop coming up. You know, uh, I'm super excited about this. It's his uh, automotive animation series. Uh, he's doing it on Foundation. Uh, follow him. He's, uh, is he underscore Gernge or at Gernge? G-R-N-G-E. <laughs> he's underscore Gernge on uh, Gernge. Twitter. So follow him. He, he's, he was saying he was either going to, you know, announce it today or tomorrow or something like that just follow him up on uh instagram but uh that one is mm-hmm. being on foundation that's exciting so uh what abby. else we got abby um um abby basilla uh she works for frame io and she's been big in the mograph space uh, uh I, I really love her work um she dropped her first piece on foundation um and she's got a few more uh uh in in the works right now so super excited about that one so make sure and check that one out uh next what up we got what up what up we got Winbush. what up what up you know uh he dropped his first piece on super rare 
Uh, super excited about this one. Um, and if you pay close attention, you'll notice that it is also uh, the same piece that he created specifically for the uh, the the uh, the class that he did for MoGraph.com, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is very exciting. So if you like his work and you like this one, you can actually learn how to make this yourself uh, by buying the. <laughs> That's uh, right. Uh, buying the Jonathan Winbush uh, creating the Unreal course uh, on MoGraph.com. So that's mm-hmm. very exciting. Uh, Winbush, you're you're gonna do well. This one's this one's gonna sell well. I'm really excited about that. You know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So many. I know. There's so many. Uh, Mark. Uh, Mark. Mark Cernosa. Yeah. Uh, our 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 good friend from Camp MoGraph, and y'all all know from uh, yeah. from the Slack Monday meeting. Mar- yeah, Monday meeting. Uh, Mark Cernosa. He has done a bunch of drops. Um, this is one that he's doing. Uh, gosh. I have there's so much to do it's like we are jamming through so i don't know the exact details but he said uh, uh proceeds from this one are going to somewhere good <laughs> to something <laughs> to something okay yeah, yeah yeah okay so he says uh i've been thinking about how we can use nfts for good i think we promote change in the world through our art and these nfts i decided to take 50 percent of the sale price from my piece conservation and donate it to protect our winters uh, let's change the world one art piece at a time. So super cool. Buy that one. Uh, it's for a good cause. Uh, make sure and check that one out. Also, uh, Paul Robinson. I'm really excited about this because uh, oh, Paul and I were talking. Uh, Paul. Oh, sorry. So um, uh, Mark's <laughs> is dropping on Rarible. What? Am I too loud? No, no. I said you're skipping around on me. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just reading mine. Ryan, Ryan Talbot. No, Ryan we already Talbot. talked about Ryan. Ryan already we, made his well, Okay. Well, yeah, I was well, just going to show it. No, we're good. We're okay, good. okay, okay. So, uh, Paul Robinson, I'm really excited about this one. He's got a piece on Rarible. Uh, this, this is, this is, this is uh, 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 select images from his short films that he's made. So, really excited about this. This is another one of those things where it's like, you know, you've got the VR artist, you know, and then you've got. Uh, 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 DPs and stuff like that, shooting stuff. So being able to release this type of stuff as NFTs and actually make money on it is fantastic. I, I'm so excited about this one. I'm so excited. It's good about, to have an angle. When absolutely. You're doing this. That's yeah. that's what everybody's kind of getting yeah, yeah, yeah. to right now. Just yeah. don't throw it up there. You have to have kind of a a purpose, an angle, something. Yeah. Some sort of gimmick, something. To, and and that kind of applies to a lot of things. But but yeah. Yeah. Helps you be seen and whatnot, right? Very, very exciting. Um, okay, so Ryan Talbot. Oh. Uh, sorry, I'm jumping yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's do Ryan here. Let's see. And even though it's already dropped, but I just wanted to show it, it off. it has already dropped. Yeah, so if y'all ever saw, uh, what was it? it was, oh, gosh. <laughs> it has audio. Sorry. It was The Search um, that he did. I believe he dropped these last week, and I'm pretty sure he's already sold them. Don't quote me on it. I will look it up as fast as I can. Uh, Digital Melon is what he goes under. Mm-hmm. So uh, first, uh, he uh, he did these on Maker's Place. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all he posted a bunch of his stuff over the past week, and all of them have sold out. So congrats to Ryan. Uh, uh, great job. Super pumped for you as well. It's very very cool. 
And I'm sorry if we missed somebody. We, yes. We, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. would not That's believe why, how much we please, scrambled this morning to get please, this all together. Uh, please, 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 like, we keep track and notes and stuff of everyone's drops that we notice. If we don't notice you, you know, don't don't get upset. Just send us send us stuff. Please send yeah, us yeah. your drops that are coming up so that we can add that to the notes because we want we want all of our listeners and all of our friends and all the people in this industry to be able to, you know, get the 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 notoriety that they deserve. You know, this is a, it's And a, that's that's kind of what uh, REF's going for too mm-hmm. with like the Discord and everything and like the Facebook group is to help promote each other, try try to help each other get into this yeah you know absolutely and keeping that sense of community is like something that's really important throughout this and so we're trying to push our friends and Uh and really help each other out so yep and the two best drops of all (laughs) i would have to say you know both dave and i we we had drops this week as well you know it's funny winbush just said don't forget to mention yours so what um, do you what do you got matt so i've actually got three pieces it's on rarible right now um, Dave, I don't know if you want to bring them up or whatever. So I, I just did, I did, uh, I did so three pieces. I took, uh, I, I took some, some Instagram posts that I did, you know, it's a bullet with butterfly wings, you know, from the smashing pumpkins, whatever. It's fun. Um, so I, uh, I took my Instagram post that I had done a while ago. So this is the last one of the three. It's a three part series. The first one was, uh, just a standard bullet with butterfly ring wings. You know, the second one. One was uh, one called Follow Your Leader, uh, where there's like a energy beam or whatever going up into a skull and then, you know, it's blasting out butterflies, which I, I was really I had a fun time animating this one. You know, I knew I knew that I wanted to turn this one. I felt like this one would be a really, really fun one for uh, uh, for a drop. There you go. So and and the really fun part about this was making it loop. So what I had to do, as you you'll notice if you look at it, all the butterflies are going you know in a specific way, the same color because it, it they're just going along splines. So I built out a bunch of splines and stuff like that, and then did align to spline and then animated the the wings at different points. So then, um um yeah, we're gonna mention that Billy. So then I just duplicated them a whole bunch of times and then offset the animation so that it would be a constant loop. Um, the cool thing about ta- uh, doing loops, like as you saw on the the last piece that I did with the that I called um, a uh, a fractured right wing, you know, um, uh, uh, that one was a loop as well. All I did was render out 500 frames, you know, of a turbulence FD thing. So what you do is you cut it in half make the end one point and then the beginning. So where it loops perfectly and then you just slowly fade between the two perfect loop, you know, totally. So, uh, pretty cool. So three pieces, I've got the bullet with butterfly wings, you know, I've got, and yes, Jeff, the world is a vampire. Yes. (laughs) And then, uh, follow your leader. And then my last one, uh, uh, a fractured right wing. So that's my butterfly series that we, we finally got invitations to, uh, uh, foundation shout out to Mm -hmm. Ross for, uh, hooking us up with those. So this, these are probably going to be the only ones that I post on rareable, um, because Same. I just wanted to get yeah. into the the space and stuff like that. So I, I go through I, the experience, yeah, exactly. right? Like, what I got does the it foundation take? How do you have to f- invite before I, uh, before I posted my third one, but I figured I wanted to keep them all in one space together. Cause it's kind of a series, you know, and you kind I of want to like, like decide what you want, like what types of things you want to put, right. like you might not want to put your best stuff on rareable, 
You right. might want to wait until right. you get an invitation, save. Right. Don't just throw it all out there. Really, just just everybody yeah. calm down and yeah. it's all take right. your time. It's all right. We're all here There's to support each other. There's cryptocurrency for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. if you want to check out mine, you can go to app.rarable.com slash Matt Milstead. And then I've got I've got them reasonably reasonably priced. The bullet with butterfly wings is like a hundred bucks. The the follow your leader one's like two hundred. And then my last one, fractured right wing, that one's like four hundred. But there's like a hundred of you know the first two and like ten of the last one. So get the whole series. Collect them. Got to catch them all, right? <laughs> got to yeah. catch them all. Speaking of so, which, and, mine and shout has out, Pokemon in it. Shout out to uh, Phil for buying my first one. I uh, lots of love to you, dude. You. Uh, you uh you you took my nft virginity and i appreciate it <laughs> all right well and then dave um, dave i yeah i got one yeah you i'm trying to see i had a note a special note here and i don't where it went i'm gonna try and find it real quick but um special note I'll, okay, I'll, I'll figure it out eventually. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. I found it. <laughs> oh, wait, uh, I yeah, have a special no, note. I yes. wanted to just give a, a shout out to Marty Kane, who uh, was my first buyer. And it's kind of a special experience. Like, it's yeah. a special bond with your first buyer, yeah, right? absolutely. You know? So so mine is up on Rarible. It's MoGraph Dave is my username on there. If you want to check it out, mine is called Beepleception because it's Beeple inside of Beeple piece, essentially. Right. And I put the drop on it, you know. Uh, this is basically I'm selling it for, and of course this varies, but in Ethereum it would be $888, 88 prints. I'm going on the eights because, you know, nice. I got, got that number eight right there. Yeah, right there in the corner. Eight. Yeah, yeah. Number eight, Beeple selling it for 8.8 million dollars right now if anybody would like to pick it up and uh i'm just going on this whole like lucky eights thing so there you go if you'd like to uh, get yourself one of those that's there and then i would like to say that um all my crazy talk about crypto art sparked my daughter's attention a little bit yeah she didn't quite understand what it was and is really funny because I was trying to first of all explain what cryptocurrency, and that's hard enough. It's on hard own, enough she, to explain. Yeah, yeah. But she kind of understood it. But then when I, it's really funny to to get her questions, and it's the same questions everybody else has. I'm yeah. like, they buy this piece of art, and it's like theirs on the internet. And the literally the first thing she said was, "Yeah, but can't people just like copy and paste or yeah. download?" Yeah, I'm like, right, but it's not the one. It's not a ta-. like. So right. I I had to kind of like explain that you know and um <laughs> so we she was sitting at breakfast she, we were eating pancakes mm-hmm. and uh she was she was on procreate and she's sitting there making these converse sneakers you know and mm-hmm. i took a picture and i sent it to barton damer and i was yeah. like dude she'd come work for you pretty soon that's funny and he's like yeah and we started talking about like crypto art and he's like yeah she could do crypto art you know yeah and uh he was like, check this out. And he sent me a link to this article where there was like some kid who collaborated with the studio and he drew all of this stuff. And then they put that drawing onto a 3d character and they cool. made three and a half million dollars. And yeah. we, we started talking about it. I was like, you know, 
you could put some of this art. She's got a Procreate on her iPad full of stuff that she's done. I'm like, we can put some of these up and yeah, and see what we can do with them. So we we decided to make her a quick Instagram account. Of course, all managed by me because yeah. you know you got to be of age and right. and uh, put some stuff up on Rarible. So she is selling four pieces on Rarible. And uh, you can see some of this is just kind of from her Instagram page right. here, but she's selling the Converse. Uh-huh. That's a little more of the, the there's less copies of that. Uh-huh. And then she's got the strawberry, the duck, and then the one down here in the bottom left, the one with the lips yeah. and the, lolly, the lollipop one. So those are the four that she's selling and she's going to take this. We, we've started learning recently. We got her that green... Uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, it's like a debit gosh, card or a credit card, right? Yeah, it's the 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 kids <clears throat> app debit card. It's it's pretty cool. It's called Greenlight, mm-hmm. and she's learning about saving and stocks and all of this. She's saving money. I'm paying her interest, so I'm like, okay, we're gonna take this and we're gonna put them up, and this is gonna be like college fund. You know? Yeah, might work, might not yeah. work. I don't know. You never know. It could blow up, and she doesn't need to go to college. But all she <laughs> wants to do is art the rest of her life. So yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. so. Those pieces are up too, you know, just, yeah. you know, you want to make God, a kid's God day, go buy her artwork. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, so that's, uh, we, I hope we didn't miss anybody, especially anybody who's alive with us now in the chat. If we missed yours, um, I'm, I'm telling so. you, you can either, you can either do some one, one of two things. You can, you can, you can hit me up on Slack. You can hit me up on the discord. You can email us info at MoGraph.com. Or if I don't see it, you can email me directly Matt at MoGraph.com, you know? So it was, it just, we, we want to, we want to promote artists. That's, that's the thing about that has always been our mantra at MoGraph.com is community. to help is community and always yeah. help make this community better. So if we can if we can make this community better by helping lift up and promote other artists, you know, we're going to do it. So send yeah. your drops our way. Okay, and you got this hard out, so we're going to keep going. We got a lot to talk about here. Whew. Okay. Wow. All right. First of all, quickly, and this is this will be an ongoing conversation if some people want to email us and and bring some more points up and and questions and things we can talk about this, but the anxiety and FOMO over other people are doing this and yeah. I'm not doing this. And it has been hard for all of us. Yep. We're all going through it. That's why some people don't want to talk about crypto art at all. Yeah. And they don't want to hear about it. And they yeah. just, it's, it's too much for them. I and mean, we understand. It's, it's and, very depressing when you wake up one morning and your friend just made $140,000 and you're still in having, yeah, in minutes and you have to go do an explainer you're video. for the man. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But it is depressing. It's, it's important to maintain the sense of community throughout this, especially because there's people from the outside coming in here. There's a split happening. There's a separation happening is what a lot of people are saying. And I don't necessarily believe that. I feel like maybe there was a split for a week. Yeah. But but it's it's not what you think it is. We're we're going to normalize. I think it'll be interesting to see at the meetups and stuff like that, you know, because but it's here's the thing yes everybody's gonna come to see people people was still randos you know when if 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 y'all think that people wasn't rich before this y'all crazy (laughs) you know that's funny that dude had louis vuitton money come on (laughs) you know like the thing is people was still people you know, no matter what, people still going to be people. People doesn't ignore my text messages now just because he's got $22 million, you know? Right, right, right. He he is very, very down to earth when it comes to that. It's yeah. great. That's what's so great about him, right? 
uh, and and it's important to. I mean, it's not. Don't let it change you. Hopefully, if if you get like crypto rich, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't change you or give you a big head. I think it's very important to be aware of crypto bragging. Is yeah. what I'm going to call it. Yeah, I know that it's exciting if you made a million dollars off of peace and. I'm not saying not to say anything. Yeah. You're going to say what you're going to say, but but what if if you're constantly putting that out there? I mean, it's it's like saying that you like telling everybody what projects you got and how much. Right. Right. Like if right, you're working right. on projects, it was this much and then we, you know. And so for other people around you, it might be frustrating. We all have yeah. to be aware of that, right? Yeah. Um we can see how much you made. Absolutely. It's all in the <laughs> there blockchain. There's literally a list of the top paid crypto artists. That's why I know people has 20 million dollars. But it's also hard to like just just say it. It's hard to not be super jelly. It is. And to Absolutely. be happy for your friend when they make a killing right. on something, right? right? Like I'm happy for Phil. Like I think it is so cool like he yeah. was talking about how he was just like it was just unbelievable when he but he hit that, yeah. those numbers, and he sold all those pieces. Yeah. Like, that's super awesome. But there's also part of me that's like, dang it, why can't I do that? Right. Well, that's you why know? we're hopping in this space as well. We're hopping on the NFT train as well. You well, know? I don't know if my stuff will ever hit that. But still, like, <laughs> like that, I'm saying that's what people are dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. And it's completely understandable. And what has actually helped me is, first of all, learning about it. Getting in the Discord, doing something like Rarible where you don't have to wait for the application or an invite or anything. You just put it up there, learn the process. You start feeling comfortable. You meet these people because you feel like you're a part of it and you feel like you're learning. And there is nothing wrong with sitting back and learning from other people's mistakes Absolutely. before you post. Yeah. You know, Play that long game because it, it's, it may be changing a little or dying down or leveling yeah. or normalizing. It's, it's, it's definitely going, going to. We're in a bubble right now, you know, and, yeah. you know, Joel was asking in the chat, do you think it's a bubble that can blow up any day? Absolutely. It's going to. It's going to, you know. But the thing is, what's going, what's going to, what we can do is try and raise up other motion designers, you know, and then if we make it, if any of y'all make it, you can help support those other motion designers by collecting their work as well. You know, Ariev is a great example of yes, that. He's Ari like is. dumping he's, money. Into he's basically artists. invested all of his money back into the mm-hmm. community because you know you you want like me for example. I I buy people's art that like the artists that I love, the artists that I, I, I want to be able to collect and stuff like that. It's like, that's, that's what I do. That's why, that's why I love this stuff because I can own a piece of MoGraph history. You know, I'm a collector in that sense. I don't have enough money in order to start collecting more people's stuff, you know? Um, uh, but that's why we create art in hopes that we can sell it as well. You know, we get some of the MoGraphers on buying other people's work that drives the interest of collectors and stuff like that. And we all get rich, you know. And you know what else, though? I have never met so many new friends in such a short amount of time, especially not like not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. This has been so great. All these people that are like poo pooing it. It's like you haven't been in the discord talking to these people yeah. and like meeting new friends like it's, yeah it's really great it's really comforting yeah it helps with the fomo i yeah, know it, it seems does. like it wouldn't but it, it helps yeah and you know you'll be really nervous posting your first nft piece i i mm-hmm. i still aren't i'm still not sure about mine i like every every 20 minutes i'm like i just need to burn them all you know 
whatever. But well, I didn't think that I was going to sell any, and I was getting down because it had been a few days, and yeah. then I sold one, and then I felt like, you know what? I didn't sell all 88 of them. I sold one of them, but for some reason, yeah. I feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I waited, and I waited, and, and you're going to make a sale. You just yeah. have to wait a little yeah. bit. And, you know, uh, also... The, uh, I don't have a following to, to push out. I got right. like ten friends. I got like ten <laughs> friends on Twitter. I've never even right. used that account. Right. Right. So right, how right. am I supposed to self promote? Right. Know? Yeah. <clears throat> it's uh. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm just trying to burn through it because so am I. Yeah, yeah. You you got that hard out. Uh, one thing I would like to mention because you're talking about the bubble and and whatnot is yeah. is a is a <laughs> something that Billy coined a phrase of last night called NFT seagulls. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the fact that there are all these people wanting to do collabs now, and it's yeah. even hitting bots to where if you're hashtagging NFT, crypto art, crypto artists, yeah. all of a sudden, instantly, you're getting hit with these bots that are like, collab, 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 collab. collab. And they're like collab. the seagulls in Finding, Finding Nemo. Nemo. Yeah. Mine? Mine? Collab? 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 So NFT seagulls, it's the new phrase. I was like, <sighs> Billy, you coined it. Oh, 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 um, one thing I want to talk about that, uh, I, 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 I don't know where we're, we are on the list. I'm sorry. So I, I'm um, I just want to say, um, so with the, the nifty drops, it was something I was mentioning earlier about the, uh, the actual like open editions and stuff like that. I think I'm, I think I'm burned out on open editions, you know? Oh yes. And I'd yeah, like to, sure. I'd like to talk about at least with nifty. I don't know how it is on makerspace. Can you the keep few, going? I have to pee again. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The okay. few that I've seen on makerspace, like the amount of people who are buying these open editions. If you just want to collect people's work and you want to pay a little bit less, I, I find that the open editions are a good one. Uh, but the ones that I've been really drawn to are the drawings lately. I really like the drawings because if you like, some of them are relatively inexpensive. You, you, you know, last night there was drawings for $20, you know, versus drawing or drawings for like a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. The thing is, if you're if you're wanting to invest in some of this art, the drawings are great because if you win them, you're going to spend very little money for your uh, the return on investment. Um, and you know, it's it's not it's not you don't have a huge chance of getting one of the drawings, but if you do get it, like the the it, it it's. It's basically free money. I mean, you know what I'm saying. It's like they're going to resell for, you know, twice, if not three times the value. Or if it's an artist that you really, really like and you know some of their stuff is just a little too expensive for you and you get the drawing, like, that is awesome because then you get to collect that piece and you know you're like one of 25 people that uh, in the world that own that piece. The drawings are really great. If you just want... If you just want to collect someone's artwork, you know, the open editions are good. If you're looking to turn them around and sell them quickly for a profit, I don't think the open editions are at that point or or have gone past the point where you can do that, at least with big name artists for the other. uh, For example, you know, I got lucky John Norlander when he did that drop. um, It was either last week or the week before where Nifty basically crashed and um, I ended up getting two of them. You know, one of them, um, uh, I I got them both on. I, I got that first one on accident. Because, you know, Nifty crashed and apparently they charged my credit card, which was great. I got number 40. I was able to turn around and resell it for like $1,000 really quickly, specifically because I got in early. And the thing that you have to understand about crypto crypto art is that 
you buy it and the early ones get minted first the earlier you are the right. sooner the sooner you buy it the more the earlier it gets uh it, it gets minted so if you're looking to flipping them quick flip you, they, it quickly you, right away you have to have a very early number you know in order to get in on that initial oh shit Resale. i missed out on this i'm gonna pay whatever it takes in order to get one and those prices can ramp up really quick and then slow you know pretty quickly just as quickly ramp back down so it's a race to the bottom and bidding at, that, at point, that point it is a race to the bottom yes like yeah. for example that john norlander i got one i was able to flip it to for a thousand dollars i was really excited i hit it like right at the peak when people were willing to buy and then the next morning i woke up and i noticed i had another one i'm like oh shit i just spent 750 dollars or a thousand dollars you know and now i've got to i've got to get rid of this you know but that's because, the thing that's the difference between trying to do flips and actually collecting right 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 see you know i i i didn't know i i like like John Norlander's stuff now, and that, that's another thing about this industry, this this whole space is that I'm yeah, learning, learning so much more people. about all these yeah. artists, which is fantastic. You know, I feel like I'm learning more about the artists now than I have over the past couple of years. You know, and so uh, uh, I, I I sold that second one, but I was just trying to get rid of it. You know, and ended up like only making like ten dollars. You know, or I may have just broken even on it, you know, and but, then there was another one where there was 700 and something minted within the first like 10 seconds or the first minute. And it took me so long to it took me three and a half hours to get my mint that by the time I tried and turn around and flip it, I made twelve dollars, you know, yeah. and I got some people pissed at me because they're like, you keep on lowering your price. They were hitting me up on Instagram. What are you trying to do? Drive down price. I'm like, no, I'm just trying to get rid of it. You know, because I don't want to be but that's out the difference. that much money. We have some that we're collecting and right. holding on, holding right. on. Which that's why that's why I'm a lot more hesitant now about the open edition ones, because especially well, they're going to mint forty five hundred of them. What's the point? Especially like, in Nifty now, Nifty now, you're. It's like so many people have heard about it. It's like okay, if you're wanting to collect one, just understand these open editions. There's going to be a lot of them. You know, and the bots so they, come in, and then the bots come just, in, and they it's buy awful. them. Yeah. You know, I'm so, done with open edition, editions yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah. That's why it's better to do these drawings because it's the drawings, the, or it's you or the bot. You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the drawings are great if you've got the money to do an auction. Do the auction if if you've got the money. If you just want to collect the open editions, are great if you just want to collect their art. You know, or if you think right. their art is going to increase, and you're cool with holding for a while. You know, right. That's, that's But there's a whole flipping game, there's a whole collecting game, yeah. there's a whole post in your own game. Yeah, you're not going to make a huge profit. Let the yeah. bot, the bots are going to do that, you know. So, yeah. Buy the art for the art. No. Um, exactly. Th- Somebody was asking of, about Hold on, mm-hmm. speaking of crashing, let's talk about the people crash. Yeah, I just wanted to note real quick that Somebody was asking about which Discord. Oh, Kent was asking about which Discord. There is a the Get Nifty Facebook group and then there's the matching discord i will say that currently they're closed and this is not because they're trying to shut anybody out yeah just trying to slow the influx when too many people come at once we can't all get to know each other like yeah. on our slack so it's the same thing with theirs they've uh i think it's david and, and chelsea who made the decision to just hold on for a second let everybody get acquainted because acquainted because you don't know it, it could get flooded with a bunch of like people who aren't mographers we're trying right. to we're all right, trying to right, promote right. each other right now, and and so I think their intention is to keep it that way, and they're just holding yeah. on 
that for so but it doesn't mean that if you talk to them directly you can't get into it i yeah. think they mentioned that like you know it's not like it's super like closed down exclusive right shut down for good so right, all right, right let's talk about that now on the on the topic of of open audition uh, editions this is exactly why i had no intention of even trying to get this other beeple drop this week yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so um here's so for those who are uninformed about this uh beeple was dropping 105 of his select dailies from the christie's auction um all at once on maker's place and um he he apparently told them you're gonna need more you're gonna need more uh more server space or whatever you know in order to handle it and that site crashed hard it crashed hard. I don't know if anyone was even able to get one. I think maybe three people bought, were able to buy or something, and odds are they were probably bots, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it it crashed hard. And so it's not that it's not that they couldn't handle the influx of people hitting the button. Mm-hmm. It's that it crashed from people just being on the site before yeah. they could even hit the button. That's yeah. the problem. I couldn't it, even get logged in. Yeah. And Billy says so, three or four of them were minted. So he's got 101. So basically what they ended up doing is they're going to do a drawing for for those who don't know if you were on there trying to buy one or if you even visited that people thing within 4 hours of the of the uh the drop and you were logged in, you may be eligible for this people drop. So if you go into your Makers Place uh uh settings and you 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 may have a your account settings. You may have a button that says "Make me eligible for the Beeple drop." So they are doing and it that makes drop. you paste in your address manually, though, rather than using MetaMask. It was I didn't quite understand why it did it that, that well, way. Well, yeah, you have to connect a wallet to it. And yeah, but why like can't that. you just connect your wallet? Why did you have to? Paste I don't know. It in I just they said if you don't have a wallet, secure. they'll provide you one. So I just let them provide me one, even though I had a wallet in there, registered wallet. Hmm. Do we know? Uh, do we know by what four, time it is? Well, by 4 p.m. today is the deadline. 4 p.m. Uh, EST? Oh, there you go, Billy. 4 p.m. EST. No, Pacific. To, to 4 p.m. Pacific Paci- time. Oh, Pacific? March 1st. For, oh, you must... Oh, sorry. You have to confirm it by 4 p.m. Pacific time today in order to be eligible. Sorry. To be eligible. Yes. Okay. And, okay... All right, that makes sense. I don't know what time the actual drawing is, or if they've even said. Uh, the registers uh, verified before the drop. Of course, most people will watch this after the fact, and it won't matter. So, wait, you know, what are you gonna do? Go to the settings page. The raffle. Um, anyway, you'll have a raffle anyway. ID, and it'll be yeah, seven p.m. Eastern. He says. Um, our, by the way, I also oh, want to mention no. that Ariev's and Chelsea's like four hour four hour clubhouse call the other night uh-huh. was amazing. Yeah, so awesome. And I and I sent a message to Chelsea. I, I haven't heard back yet, but I wasn't sure if that was recorded or not. Mm-hmm. Because if that was recorded, I'd love to get a link that we could put in the show notes to yeah, send people absolutely. to. Because that was fantastic. What's and, uh, What's cool about the Discord is being able to uh, just hop in and hop out of like the the group chat and stuff like that. Like I'll, I'll get on there and I'll just start it going, even though no one else is on, you know, cause I know right. someone, just someone will see that I, I hopped in and they'll be like, Oh, okay. Like that happened yeah. the other day. Tuna hopped in, you know, well, yeah. when he saw me, just tuna. getting in. We so, met last night. He's, he's good yeah. people. Tuna's nice. Uh, the thing about 
the, the one thing that I do like about this, it, it's, it's really made me stop and think about the art. Yeah. Right? Like, what do I really want to do? Like, what is really worth someone paying for? Not just what can I put on Instagram. Right. Right? What do I feel like I could do a series of that I could really think this out and really plan? It's a little bit different of a, a, a feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just... It's not just going to be this. Like, think about where this is going in the future. That's why we're saying this may be a bubble, but it's it's not a short-lived fad. Like, this is going somewhere, right? Yeah. What happens in 20 years when AR is all over the dang place and everything, you know, yeah. is, is connected this way? When there's a special cool face tattoo or helmet or something yeah. that is, like, really expensive and it costs a lot of Ethereum or Bitcoin and... Somebody has to make that thing. I've been saying this for years. Yeah, Everything is going to have be modeled <laughs> and have illustrations we making, on it, and it's we are making life pay to play. <laughs> that well, yes, but the thing is that there's going to be a need for artists for all of this moving yeah. forward. There's going to be a need for artists to, again, I always use the can as an example, but to model the AR stuff that goes along with this for this yeah. company. Yeah, so that when you pick it up, it says. Buy more Monster Energy drink yep. at Amazon.com, unfortunately. <laughs> but that stuff is coming, right? And and there's going to be stuff that's worth a million. You're going to have a virtual outfit that you can wear with your AR glasses on when everybody has AR glasses so they can see how extravagant you are with your yeah. million-dollar virtual piece of clothing. Right. Like, this is going down that road. It's, it's the $1,000 iPhone route. out called I Am Rich, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Did they ever sell that? What? All right. What else do we have? Did they ever sell that app? Uh, Yeah, they sold two of them, I think. Yeah. So Uh, other notes I have here, because we only have, we have less than 10 minutes left. You got to go. Yep. Uh, Ryan Summers at Camp MoGraph. I wanted to mention, if you were at Camp MoGraph, he said, has anybody in MoGraph retired yet? Yeah. Like what, what, what does it look like for a MoGrapher to retire? And none of us knew. None of us had an idea. But I think now we kind of have an idea yeah. that this is a possibility. Yeah. The thing is, if you're if you're creating art, you know, for it, it it's oh, okay. This is one thing I wanted to say. You know, it, it like, and I'll, I'll I'll piggyback it off of it. So if you're creating art and stuff for yourself and stuff that you want to sell, this is an easy way to do it now. It's not just you know creating prints and then having people buy prints. You know, that's that's the old way. That's the old way. This is the new way of doing it. The digital art form, and I, I keep on hearing people anytime I like I, I went to my kid's taekwondo the other day, and there and uh, uh, his instructor was like, "So wait, you just buy it and you don't get to display it on the wall?" And I immediately had this thought of this old CSI uh, uh, like uh, uh, show, you know. Where there's this, you know, there's this warehouse of art that's just being stored for people who are collecting it and want to, uh, want yeah. to hold it, hold it to hold see if, it, it. yeah, they're basically holding in real life, you know, right. and it's like, I, if you IRL. think, if you think that every single like painting that's ever been bought is displayed somewhere, you're insane, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's People true. are just holding on to it as an investment or a collection to say that I own this or or you know that uh that I'm that this will be worth more one day. You know. Yeah, they're putting it in climate controlled storage. Climate controlled storage, and, and, yeah, all of that. Covered by, you know, security and stuff like that. I mean, that it's just it's just this is now kind of the Robin Hood of 
art collecting, you know, they're making it more accessible to us as, you know, poor people or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Billy says I have twice as many prints in tubes than I do on my walls. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And with the Ryan Summers thing, it's like we we didn't know what retiring would look like. But Gavin Shapiro said he's leaving his job. That's great. To to just do his art. And that's, that's great. what a lot of people want to do. I yeah. don't know if REF's ever going to work for anybody else I, again. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't um, and my other question though is, is, you know, how does, how does this, does this change anybody's rate? Does that change? Right. Uh, like, will will companies now have to pay more for the really good top tier artists if right. they want them to come and work with them on something? Because they're like, I can make a million dollars over here. You want to pay me a thousand to make you a, right. you know what I mean? Right. And where's that going to go? And then there's, there's, it's also going to open up opportunity for others yeah. who aren't, do, uh, making it in the crypto yeah, space because absolutely. these companies need and there there's so much that's going to open up in the form of jobs yeah yeah in I agree. so many ways i don't think this is hindering anything yeah you know? and you, you know you, if some of these some of these uh uh some of these things sell that could be i mean that could be your new exposure you know you're exposing yourself to a new group of people who you know are like hey i'd love you to work on this project I love your short film. I bought it. You know, let's do something. This, but mine, there's 3D mine, artists collab, that make architectural rend- renderings yeah. and things. Yeah. Maybe somebody could do an architectural rendering as an NFT, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that somebody would buy that. But it's not going to be like the mainstream NFT, I don't think, yeah. like architectural renderings. But those yeah. people, they But it depends they on the artist. R- if they're really for- well, like we love MoGraph stuff, you know, but- you know, there could be a really famous architect who's going to be doing some digital illustrations. And then you get someone who just loves architecture, you know, it's right. It's, yeah, it's all. But different. you're going to have more people that are still working in the architectural space. Yeah. Rather than making NFTs. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. Know, there's there's a lot of 3D animation things that are not moving that space. There's going to be a lot of jobs that are just still there. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm just I'm interested to see where that kind of stuff yeah. goes. What it does to like is it scarcity of artists or not? Is what's going to happen to rates? What's going to happen commercially? Are there yeah. going to be commercial collaborations? Yeah. And if All you're able to that. sell your work for a really high price for stuff that you're doing personally, like you need to you need to think about your self worth. Maybe raise your rates a little bit because maybe you're just undercutting yourself. You know. Yeah, I love what Kent said in the chat. Sometimes a painting will just move to another part of the warehouse when sold. <laughs> yeah, and the warehouses are always in free ports for tax reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Well, That's yeah, it. Of you course. Know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, last thing I wanted to do is just mention two crypto links we didn't mention. Winkleman was on CNBC. Yeah, dude, he was so that funny. Was surreal. The freaking the freaking uh, hype button that he had was so <laughs> yeah. funny. He was like, "Oh, I thought I was going to be on Kramer, I you know." I was so be on I had Kramer. my. <laughs> he had to like not cuss for a minute. Right. That was interesting. But man, did he know what he was talking about? He was using yeah. all the words that I yeah. don't understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. So, uh, they, what are you going to be investing in? Uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum? It's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Come on, I know I just people. Crypto I know yesterday. people. people I, I don't know how much investment people does, and I, I don't. I don't know if people has bought any crypto art yet you know i don't know oh, if that's he's doing inter- that oh man what does he see that's the thing then yeah. he buys it's that influence yeah 
Yeah. Blowed yep. up. Blowed up. Blowed up. See, you saw, I mean, you saw his influence with, with Phil's. So. What? Yeah, I did. You saw his yeah. influence with Phil's. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, last link though is cryptoart.io. This is interesting because it gives you mm-hmm. lots of really cool stats. Yeah. Uh, on artists and the industry. Man, January, you see this graph shoot up to like $80 million. Yeah. This industry yeah. right now. It's insane. I don't have anything else. I cannot believe we got through all of these notes. I know. And I still got five minutes till I got to go pick up my kid. I just got to say, you don't, have to, you don't have to pick a side. You don't have to pick a side. You don't have to even decide if you like it or not yet. Yes. Because I think it's too early to find out. But let people have their fun if they like it. Just, just give it some time. Just give it a little bit of time. Yeah. This will subside just like everything, everything. else. It will yep. normalize. We'll find yep. a way to work it into what we're doing. A couple months ago, Unreal was the big talk of the town, and everyone was talking about Unreal. You know, yeah. Now that's kind of subsided. People have their opinions about it, and we're moving on to the next thing. And, and then Unreal we, 5 will come out, yeah. and everybody's going to blow up again. Yep. You know, so, who knows what's going to yeah. happen in a month. So yeah. I just, I hope we're all millionaires by then. All yes, of us. Me too. So, well, that's it for the drop. That's it for the drop. And right, we're going to get out of here. The, the podcast. <laughs> and the podcast. We're going to get out of here. You can rate us on iTunes, leave a review. You can also subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Help us get those ratings up, yo. Uh, newsletter. That goes out every once in a while. I'm working on another one, hopefully, for this week or next with some of our new promos. And we got a lot of guests lined up already. And uh, some just some great fun shows coming up. And, of course, the Maxon live streams are coming mm-hmm. back as well. So you can say you've been there, done that, got the T-shirt with the MoGraph logo tee, the Paul Bab Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders, the Render Things T-shirt, Hetty and Long Sleeve tee, the That Render is Fire shirt, which you're only allowed to wear, ironically. Unless, unless you're shams. shams. Yep. I'm going to be wearing my That Render is Fire shirt on her drop. Take a picture. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to find mine. I don't know where it went. <laughs> the uh, MoGraph Blandishment retro throwback shirt. You can check that all out, MoGraph.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and MoGraph.com. So, yep. We will see you there. That was a marathon of a freaking show. And we didn't even have a guest. I know. <laughs> That's Oof. what's insane about this. We didn't even have a guest. Can you imagine if we had had a guest, too? <laughs> I know. I think this this will definitely become a shorter segment. Uh, I, I feel As like things, some weeks we yeah, might only have like yeah. here's some people and that's it, you yep. know, and that'll be the end of it, and that'll go out as a show. But we also plan on doing some separate live shows, maybe where we like have guests, like when EJ and and David yep. come on, like a separate show about it. We can talk more in depth about it. We can have a guest, you know, who talks about their experiences. There's so many little things, like like I was saying, like. Billy and I were talking about like security and MetaMask and things. There's so much to yeah. dig into yep. that you can make an episode out of all of this. So we'll throw those in here and there. We don't have a lot of bandwidth to do much more, yeah, but uh, we'll get to it. And um, if anybody has suggestions, you know, wants to hear about something specific, we don't have all the answers, especially right now. Everybody's learning. Yeah. Uh, email us. So we'll try and find someone with the answers and either get their feedback and, and, you know, talk to them about it or get them on a live stream separately or something. So cool. That's it. All right. That's it. Well, thanks everybody. That's a lot of people and a lot of comments. So we yep. really appreciate you sticking in there. And uh, yeah, we're going to get out of here until next time. I'm Dave and I'm Matt. 
Have a good one. (laughs) Later, yo. Pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. Industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SeaGraph, HalfRes, and local meetups. <laughs> Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. We got to stop this thing, Rick! It's going to kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in the HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software, learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it! We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.